0: Hello everybody, this is RPTCast493 for February 23rd, 2019 And I'm your host, Anna Marie Privetier We have a totally stacked show We have a stacked show in terms of things to talk about We have a stacked show in terms of panelists So let me see if I can fire through everybody uh, Alex Wait, Fuller. you're firing everybody? Yes, Alex Fuller, no. you're fired
1: You can't fire him
0: Why not? He has editorial protection uh, Chris... Perfect
1: you Technically, you're
2: the few people who can fire me, but.
0: Well, no. no. Actually, what technically,
1: the... I'm the only one who yeah, can fire yeah. you.
0: Yeah, the The agreement okay. is is I technically can't fire people. Only Chris you can't, can't do I
1: anything. People. Technically, you're not an employee. Nobody is.
0: Kelly Just Ryan, me. you're fired.
1: No, uh, none of you fine, work here. I
0: take my art with me. Oh damn it! No, we fine. paid for that. Fine.
1: There was an exchange of goods Get, and services. We
0: hired. Not for Dang the it. oh wait well, She made the badges for free.
1: I'm getting a lawyer. Can one of you be my lawyer? <laughs> can I fire you and then use you as my lawyer against you? Does that
0: work, Josh? You fired. Because <laughs> I could hear you laughing. Damn it! Alrighty. We won't fire Fescal because uh, we're using his physical addresses and stuff too. Um, don't,
3: so don't do that. You can't fire me the day after I finish a compile heart game. Oh no, no,
0: yeah, immunity, immunity.
1: immunity. <laughs> it's like he won immunity on the island. He ain't going home this week.
0: <laughs> that, that's that's automatic immunity to a whole lot of things. Ooh. That's why Jooms
1: will never be fired. We're,
0: we're going to talk about a lot of compile heart games this week, and I'd like to apologize ahead of time. Uh, yeah, but let, had to play them. Let, let's talk about kind of everything that we've been playing because we've been gone for two weeks, and so all sorts of stuff is stacked <clears> up. So um
1: what's stacked up, Anna?
0: How about Etrian Odyssey Nexus? Oh yes, I've been F-O-E. playing the crap out of that. I finished it. F-O-E. Yeah, you blew through that. Yeah, I decided that I was just going to kind of hunker down and finish it. So that's I am what only I on did. Dungeon
4: Six or on Labyrinth Six, and I was doing one of the side r- Labyrinths last night and getting pissed off at all the sliding raft puzzles.
0: Oh yeah. So that's out of, I think, Etrian Odyssey 4. It's very pretty. So there's this very very pretty pretty. dungeon where you're like above the trees. Um, And so there's like these little like flat log things. And the direction that you step on them is the direction that you slide through the air. And so... Um, the main dungeon that includes that particular mechanic is fairly straightforward, but the, um, side dungeon that you can do, um, I you didn't is- do any side dungeons. Oh no, I did them all. Oh, oh, I did absolutely. You're just not all doing all the
1: post game.
4: I had to look up the solution for one of them because it was just it making me so stressed out. Yeah, but, some of the, them. In the main dungeon, instead of doing the slide puzzle, I just went and punched the rhino in the face since my party <laughs> is stupidly OP.
1: Are you playing on easy too, Kelly? Yeah.
4: yeah. Did you
1: buy all the XP items and stuff?
4: I only bought the XP item. I didn't buy the gold item,
5: but Anna I'm running both. a uh, I
0: did. Although I took off the drop item cuz after a while I was just like you out of inventory. No, <laughs> yeah. I no, I sub I subclassed Kelly into farmer so that I could have 20 more inventory You slots. made Kelly
1: a farmer and you didn't make me a farmer and you wouldn't even use me
0: in your mm! Look, Kelly replaced you. You're just going to have to get over it.
1: <laughs> My DPS is better. Get over it. Chris just threw
0: his wedding ring
1: across the room. There's nothing that means more in my marriage than whether or not you use me as a character
0: in your video game.
1: <laughs> We're going to counseling.
0: So yeah, and Odyssey Nexus. F- we
1: figured out episode 500, folks. It's marriage counseling. It's so Live good. marriage counseling.
0: It's like everything that I liked about the other and Odyssey games, and none of the annoying crap. The story yeah, really is really solid. A step up. Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. What was the annoying crap?
0: Well, I mean, the problem with Etrian Odyssey 5 is that it is excruciatingly linear. There's very little that deviates. It's like, here are five floors that look completely identical, and you don't leave, but here's another five floors that are completely identical, and now you're going to go into the same dungeon, because here's five more floors that are completely identical. We're not really going to give you a lot of story besides go down more and more floors, and oops, you're done.
4: And there was no picnic mode, which annoyed the crap out of me. Yeah.
1: No picnic mode. Yeah. Does that mean no yeah. very easy?
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I think they might have included it later as like a free DLC. Oh but I can't well, remember.
4: I, I, I don't remember either. I just I, I know that I couldn't punch foes in the face, I just had to overlevel to compensate.
1: Yep. Um, uh, you're compensating for something, eh, Kelly?
0: Oh, I just. This is the guy who's I... running around in fairy wings You can shut up Listen, I
1: earned these butterfly wings They're not fairy wings, they're butterfly wings
0: Uh-huh, are you my little butterfly? I'm my little butterfly
1: Do I need to go to Whimsydale for you?
0: No Okay. But I that will. explains what that potion was for Anyways, we'll talk about Diablo 3 later no, um, no. Yeah, the only thing that I feel like Nexus was missing That I really enjoyed Was like in Untold 1 and 2 um, There was like a uh, uh, a m- more of a collection aspect to it, and I don't remember which one it was which. One of them was like, like building the out the three, town,
1: three part. Oh, town and then, building,
0: and then oh. the other one was like uh, creating recipes. Oh and yeah, I there was no that. aspect of either of those. But I feel like th- so the problem with eating food, and this is something that I was discussing with a couple people food. this week, is that eating the food made TP restoration really, really broken. Yep, I eat food, mm-hmm. then I need TP. Can you just pick up your ring and throw it at yourself? Oh!
4: Thank you. Um, See, I'm running an Imperialist, which does a lot of DPS, but is perpetually TP-starved because of how much they use.
0: Right. So I feel like the one thing that they did really well is, even though there's no um, cooking, what they did is there's all sorts of adventures. Um. There's like little mini stories inside of every dungeon and they're Mm -hmm. themed to each dungeon. So there's one that it's like this really lush forest and you're always finding like um, fruit. And it's like, all right, so do I want to take the chance to eat the fruit and gain TP back or is it going to turn into a bad idea? Uh,
4: I thought that one of the neat little touches was how many kind of whimsical side stories there are, like skipping stones or making boats out of leaves. Yep. Yeah, there's um,
0: a there's a place where it's like all sorts of rivers that are um, snaking in and out of the map. And yeah, there was all sorts of like cool, like, hey, we're going to skip stones and we're going to make leaf boats. And um, there were there's a dungeon that you're underwater and like all of the little adventure corners for that make sense for an underwater dungeon. So I feel like there was a lot of thought put into the thematicism of every dungeon.
1: Describe an adventure corner.
0: <laughs> um. So like You go into You step on a spot And it'll be like Check And so you check And there's like A little mini 30 oh, second To one minute story That plays out This is out. where
1: Should you eat the flower or not Right Stuff like that yeah.
0: Or here, here's Kinkade From the Swords Guild So um, When you collect QR codes from people um, There are it, There is at least One event In every dungeon Where you meet someone You have a QR code from
1: uh, is this like the other Etrian Odysseys where they put out a big web page with all the QR codes? Or um, that people have put that together? I'm sure or, it's like on Resetera or game or yeah.
0: GameFAQs. But um, the important thing about the QR codes in, uh, this time is that um, if you tag someone who has already unlocked Vampire in their QR code, you also unlock Vampire.
5: Oh, is I that a good class? That.
0: So Vampire is like a hidden job that layers on top of the class that you've already chosen. So it changes your appearance. It doesn't change any of your regular attacks. So you can be a vampire changes... farmer and you yeah.
1: suck the milk out of
0: cows? Ew. That sounds like a hidden
4: fetish, Chris.
0: Oh, Chris. Sorry. Chris, just, just no. Know. Um, Yeah, so it's it's sort of like a thing that layers on top of your class. So you retain all of your like regular abilities, but your... Um, oh, what's that power up ability called? Boost, force, force, yeah. right? And so your force attack and your force overdrive, which that may or may not be the right name for it. Uh, your force boost and your force um, force breaker. Um, force both breaks. change.
1: That's yeah. not how the force works.
0: <laughs> yeah. So these force. Um, this like uh, you build up your force meter until it's 100% and then you can use a force attack or you can mm-hmm. use like this overpowering force attack that breaks your force meter until you leave the dungeon. So those two specific attacks change when you're a vampire and your appearance changes. Even if you've already customized it? Yep.
4: huh. Because I went and downloaded all of the different uh, character packs because they were pretty much all free. They were all free. And uh, pretty much just made all of my characters how I wanted them to be, which was kind of (laughs) neat.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed that. So, yeah, I finished the game. There is some post-game content. Um, There's, like, a giant 15-floor dungeon. Um, And I kind of have to wonder if... Do you remember in Etrian Odyssey 4 how there were like the four elemental dragons that hung out and you had to fly around them. Yeah, I remember that. So, I kind of wonder if those are come back in the post game for and Odyssey Nexus. I haven't looked it up, so
4: um, I, I'm not sure. I, I know I tried to do the post-game in 4 just
0: because Imperialist was so broken
4: in that game, too. And I ended up kind of giving up because, you know, I'm running around punching dragons and then hit a super boss, and then I get punched. And it's like, okay, I think I'm done
5: with
4: <laughs> this game. But, yeah, I'm about halfway through um, compared to you. I just started dungeons or labyrinth seven kind of going through that um i really like the the um bartender in this one he's really funny <laughs> F- full of dad jokes
0: he's very outrageous in a good way
1: he's <laughs> jim uh,
0: uh, yes
4: no no he's just full of dad jokes oh, okay
0: yeah, he's he's an old man with a twisted sense of humor, and it comes through yep. really well in the localization.
4: hmm Yeah, I think this is the best Etrian game that's come out thus far.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, you know, if someone said, hey, which Etrian Aussie game should I play if I only play one? This would definitely this be one. the one. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just—it's to me the thing that was so fascinating is like by the time I hit where you were in the game, I'd already done more labyrinth floors than Etrian Odyssey Five. But Etrian Odyssey Five, I'm like, oh, when is this gonna end? And Etrian Odyssey Nexus, I'm like, yeah, I get to keep playing. Well, just the variety, yeah,
4: the variety of dungeon designs. Yep, has made all the difference. (laughs) Um, Atlas had that survey this week. Yep. And one of the things I put in there was Etrian Odyssey Untold 3
0: on Switch, please. Yep. I put that in there, too.
1: <laughs> is that a thing that exists in Japan?
0: No. No. We're just Unt- 3 it. is the only Etrian Odyssey game that was never remade for a Aren't modern you system. make a new Switch game from scratch? Why do you need a remake? Because it was the only old game that wasn't remade. Okay. And it was the
4: best one of that trilogy.
1: Did they give you options or did you suggest this?
0: You could um, just
4: put in your own suggestions.
0: Yeah, the both is the answer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um and since I was done and Odyssey Nexus, um, and I then I proved something that Josh had written. Because Josh <laughs> wrote about nineteen seventy nine Revolution Black Friday, which is a game that I played at E three or sorry, at at PAX West a few years ago, and then it totally dropped off my radar. Totally forgot about it. Um, but then I noticed that I had like um, $9 of coins and the game was like 10 bucks, so I was like, yeah, I'll just buy it. So I bought that and I spent an evening this week playing that and it is a telltale-esque adventure game um, taking place during the real 1979 Iranian Revolution mm. uh, where they overthrew the royalty and replaced the government with a Islamic regime. And so um, it's based off of like real people and they have real photos and um, voice recordings and all sorts of like actual stuff from from Iran leading up to and during the the revolution. Um, And so I I was kind of only vaguely familiar with the revolution. um, And so this was sort of fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, it plays all like a Telltale game. So um, there are f- five or six major choices that you make. Hang on, let me Something check. Something like that, yeah. Let me check my photo. And then there's a whole bunch of minor choices that you make in the game.
6: And it and does that same favorite. thing One, two, where it's three, like Bobek yep. We'll remember that when you make a choice. Yeah,
0: so... I'll remember that. Yeah, so basically you uh, are are swapping back and forth between... Um, 1978 and 1979 leading up to the revolution and then 1980 slash 81 where your character character has been captured and is being interrogated.
6: Enhanced interrogation I think you'd say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah cattle prods are yeah if you're if you're squeamish to um physical violence or torture scenes, don't play this game. Yeah. Um, because it gets real. Well, like um, the one
6: part where you were messaging me, like right when you start in the prison where you can hear the screams coming yeah. from the other prison cells. So, it's all kind of creepy. Like the they first that stuff.
0: thirty minutes of the game is you being introduced to your interrogator and being introduced to being into prison and sort of getting your first feel for how the decision tree works and I was so I was sitting there feeling so incredibly anxious and I couldn't figure it out until I stopped and put down the game but left the volume on um to type something to Josh and then I realized that I was hearing screaming and like other various background noises and I'm like oh my god like this game nails like um the the sort of
6: ambiance for lack of a better word yeah
0: yeah and and that carries through really the whole game yeah so so much attention and detail in that game I'm just I'm so impressed um and so i, I think it's interesting that despite being a fairly short game because the idea is is you're gonna replay it a few times um is they really actually make you feel for the characters in it
6: I know you were upset when Babek died. The, uh, the the oh
1: spoilers! The main
6: character's friend. Yeah. What are
1: we doing? Spoiling?
0: <laughs> <the hell>? Babak! <laughs> so that made me. You sad. may be
6: able to save him. I don't know. I didn't go back and try.
0: I feel like you should be able to save him.
6: That should definitely be something you should be able to do.
0: I mean, right before Babek, you have a major choice. And I have to Mm -hmm. wonder if going one way or the other will save him. When you play through the game again, can you go back to major major decision trees or do you got to start from scratch? Nope.
6: Yeah, you can can go back to any chapter. Yeah, so the game is is divided into
0: like 15 chapters.
6: Something like that.
0: And you can jump to any major decision and some of the minor decisions. That's good. Yep. No, they, they definitely thought that out. Um, and then, so I was done 1979 revolution and I was like, I don't really know what I want to play. Um, and then Thursday night I got really sick. And so I was like, all right, so I have to take some of my medication. The problem is, is if I take a combination of two of my medications, I get really high. high. Then you get high, then you get high. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's like one of the medications that I take by itself, um, So the bottle says take no more than four in 24 hours, but my doctor has told me I can take up to 16. But if you take a lot of this particular medication, it can, it can give you uh, a high. (laughs) And the problem is, is not only did I take that medication, but the pain got so bad I ended up taking an oxy. So then I was definitely high. (laughs) And the problem is, is when I get high, I get the worst choice paralysis. So I'm sitting in bed in tears because I am tired. I don't know if I should eat Twinkies or Cheetos. (laughs) Not quite that bad. But I was sitting in bed like in tears because I was hungry and high and (laughs) tired and I didn't know which one of those things to action on.
1: (laughs) Which one did you action on?
0: I got muffins. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so then I, I had a problem because i was both high and tired and i just couldn't decide what to do about it so i was like all oh, so right
1: i had to force you to go get muffins I, didn't i
0: yes <laughs> chris broke my choice paralysis yeah and then i was like all right so i'm really upset so i'm gonna do the thing that i know that makes me really happy i'm gonna grind at a jrpg mm. so i booted a fantasy star yes <laughs> and immediately died so i was like all right there's got to be a trick to this so i then brought up an faq and uh yeah it turns out that most people recommend playing fantasy star even the sega ages version with an faq because you read the instruction manual that comes with this game and it's like by the way you can screw yourself repeatedly here's the ways that we recommend not messing up your game permanently because you can like drop key items and mm-hmm. you can fall into, like, permanent dungeon holes that if you don't have some method That was of my escaping, band name in college. <laughs> permanent dungeon holes? <laughs> uh, because if you don't have a way of escaping, you actually can't exit the dungeon. So if you save only over, you only save while you're inside of that dungeon. You can't finish the game. Um Yeah, those were the two big ones. There's some other minor stuff, like the A and B button act the same. <laughs> b button doesn't actually cancel it's like do you want to do this b oh thanks you did it so you do kind of need to be careful um but yeah so i was like all right i know this is an old school jrpg so it's going to be dragon quest esque where you're going to have to do some grinding to start out with but i'm playing the ages version which means i i get fewer encounters and when I do get encounters, they give me more experience and gold, so I should be set for this. And then I went out and died. I'm like, alright, <laughs> what did I do wrong? So it turns out it is very Dragon Quest-esque, where in the original Dragon Quest game, you have to go out, and you have to stay right around the castle, and you have to fight blue slimes, and if you get a red slime, you go eek and run away. In Fantasy Star, there are like four things you can run into, and you can only kill one of them to start.
4: Yeah, that's pretty par for the course.
0: And so you... The nice thing is, is it is fairly easy to run away from encounters, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, um, kill swarms, which, by the way, are spelled S-W-O-R-M-S. So I wasn't sure if this was someone who just didn't know how to spell swarm and pre- spelled it the way that they pronounced it, or if it was really S-worms. Um, it could possibly be. Uh, i not sure. It could go either way!
6: Uh, flying worms.
4: At at least the nice thing is that with the Sega Ages version, that instead of spending like three days doing that initial grind, you only spend like one day. Yeah. It's it's about an hour. But like even then, uh, (laughs) that particular one, um, I only had to do that initial grind. Everything else, um, like once I got over that initial hump, then I pretty much could take on anything that was thrown at me without yep, without much more grinding
0: yeah so what i did is i grinded until i had enough money i i, I went very very dragon warrior-esque i i grinded until i had enough money to buy the best armor and weapon that was available to me from the introductory towns and then i jetted off and i haven't grinded since yeah have you gotten any of the other party members yet? Yes, I'm like seven hours into the game. Uh, Alyssa's level twenty-five. Everybody's over level twenty, which is really the bare minimum you need to beat the game. Because mm-hmm. at level twenty, everybody who who knows spells learns their last spell. Um. So yeah, I I just picked up. So I have like the ultimate sword for Alyssa, the ultimate axe for Odin, um, the best claw for meow. 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 That's his name. Meow. M-Y-A-U. And he's so cute on the map. He goes little boing, 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 boing. His sprite is very Wait, wait.
1: The cat fights?
0: Yes. Yeah. They don't have
1: fighting cats in the other games. Um, Meow's like,
4: descendants actually show up again in four.
0: How? Also, I don't think he's a cat, because I'm supposed to feed him a nut, and apparently he turns into a dragon.
4: Uh, he's, he's looked very cat-like
0: to me I've always considered him a cat Okay It's kind of a very Lunar-esque situation Yeah um, So yeah, that's what I've been playing this week So Kelly, I know you said you've been playing Nexus But what else have you been playing this week?
4: Well, I finished up um, Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, That week that um, We took off and, boy, talk about uh, them realizing at the last second, oh, yeah, we need to wrap up some of this plot stuff.
1: <laughs> now they realize it.
4: Yeah, it was like. Only took uh, them 20 Di- years. Disney World, Disney World, Disney World, and then plot dump truck. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, they wrapped up a lot of the stuff. Oh, oh, satisfactory to me. Um The the ending itself they definitely left open for a sequel, which no. are 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 we all surprised by this?
0: Were you surprised? I was surprised. Alex, how far are you in Kingdom Hearts three?
2: Well, I finished it. Oh. That's I with you.
0: Right. <laughs> so how much hate did you get for that review? Because you scored it like high but not super high.
2: Uh yeah, I haven't got any hate.
4: That's that's probably exactly what I would have scored it,
2: Alex. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's you not guys like seem to actually... enjoy
1: the game differently, though.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't actually say much that different to what was said in most of the other reviews. How much you're going to like the game depends entirely on how invested you are in the series. Yeah,
4: yeah, and uh, I'm heavily invested in the series, so I... Enjoyed my time with it quite a bit, but I mean, there's still, there's still some story problems. You can definitely tell that it's been in development hell for what 13 years just because of how some things seem really old and how I don't know shoehorned in a lot of that plot was at the end. Uh,
2: yeah, the first, I, the first two thirds of the game is sort of being not really doing anything of any use whatsoever,
4: yeah. Yeah, and because he, I went to Uncanny Valley World just like you did, Alex, and I was like, okay, this is all based off of the pirate sequels with Davy Jones that nobody liked, and these movies are almost ten years old now.
2: Yeah, I think it's all based on the third movie.
4: Yeah,
1: the third movie or the fourth and fifth movie?
4: No, the third, the third, third movie. movie. Okay. Which I mean, I kind of appreciated because I enjoyed the second and third movies quite a bit and then the fourth and fifth movies were just garbage and i did have a lot of fun leveling up my ship in those levels but at the same time it just felt so this should have come out in like 2008 uh but yeah i i enjoyed my time with the game i know that it's not going to be for everybody um i can definitely see some of the problems with it but i I still had fun with it, and I'm hoping that it does get a sequel, because they certainly left it wide open for one.
0: What else have you been playing, Kelly?
4: So I put out a call on Twitter to have um, our fans shame me into trying to finish Trails of Cold Steel.
1: Did it work?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, whoa, I mean, whoa, I'm on Hello?
1: Hello? Who's at the door?
0: it's trials of gold steel reminding you to play me
1: oh yeah. at least it's not your fans they're the worst
4: so i've been playing a lot of that um i'm in chapter four right now i just did a side quest where you have to find a kitten and <laughs> you meet the boss cat whose name is mr tittles wait
1: wait, wait 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 what
4: yeah, yeah. You get a you get a quest where you have to go find a kitten. And I'm more curious
1: about boss cat. Is this like fat cat yeah. from Rescue Rangers or something? Or no, what, what, what are we doing? Your party
4: here? just says, "Well, we need to find the boss cat." And there's like, "Oh, there's why an is there imposing... a boss cat?" That's just what they say. And he's like, "That cat is so imposing." And his name is Mr. Tittles, and one of the party that's members a very says, imposing
1: <laughs> game <laughs> name.
4: One of the yeah, it's like that's not a very imposing name, is it? And. That was really cute, and Laura and Fee finally worked through their issues, which is good, and I didn't get very far last night because I think I ended up falling asleep for like two hours, so Um, – because it seems like everything good that I'm looking forward to is coming out in July, which we'll talk about later. Um, I figured that I would f- try try to fill the time with as much Trails of Cold Steel as possible, and hopefully get those games finished because I've been trying to finish those games for like what a year now. Sounds like it sounds like it put you to sleep. Yeah, but that was a me thing. That wasn't oh, okay. necessarily a game thing. I've all been right. having sleeping troubles all week. Oh, so um,
6: <laughs> Trails yeah, of Cold
1: like... Steel, the cure for insomnia.
4: <laughs> yeah, really. No, it's it's been like the second that. I hit the couch, you know, I get all of my cats on my lap, and then they release sleepy fumes, which knock
1: me out. I know those. Yeah.
4: So I I blame my cats, and I need to just not... Lately,
1: Kelly, my cats have been sitting on my chest in bed and farting in my face. (laughs) It's the worst. (laughs) And you can't tell. They don't make a noise. It's like, ah, either my wife is the bed or the cats are the worst thing ever in my life right now. and This is sucks.
4: Have you changed their food recently or something? Uh, nope. No. Okay. They're, they're, they're just gassy. Yeah. See, I've had a it's different bad smell Those issue. Those are not past- sleepy
1: fumes. Let me tell you. Oh, I,
4: I've had a different bad smell issue this week. I've had a skunk in my yard that Ew. the dog keeps trying to pick a fight with and it's a miracle that he hasn't been sprayed.
0: How is you, that even possible? Yeah. Are you stocking up on tomato juice? <laughs> does um, that work?
4: I actually <laughs> no. bought some uh like skunk shampoo at Walmart, which supposedly does the trick. For you cleaning know, your skunk me. or
1: for cleaning skunk off of you?
4: For cleaning skunk off of you. Okay. The from what I'm told, Dawn dish soap and tomato paste is the way to go. Oh, that um, sounds
1: like a delightful combination.
4: Well the uh, well, I was talking with the skunk trapper yesterday, who uh, was telling me that the sk- skunk spray is an oil, and that's what Dawn dish soap does—is it oh, breaks yeah. down? oil. Yeah. Yeah.
0: and the Have... tomato paste is acidic, and so it cancels out some of the. Why?
1: Why not vinegar then? Um, don't know. Alright, have you thought about just making pasta one night spell. and doing the dishes in the sink and then dunk gunking the dog into the sink after you do oh. dishes? Because that'll <laughs> be the same been... <laughs> thing.
4: He hasn't been sprayed yet. Okay. Yet.
1: I'm just saying it's a good excuse to have pasta. And I'm always looking for those.
4: But yeah, that that's all I've been playing, trying to trap a skunk Pokemon and Skunky. Skunk. Skunk tank.
1: Oh, Skun tank? Is that what oh. it is? No. Oh, I thought it was oh, skunky. If, if
4: only it worked like trapping a Pokemon, I would have caught it by now.
1: Well, how many Pokeballs have you thrown at it?
4: Uh just just the one trap, and the one trap currently has a possum. In Did it. you
1: do a curveball? That's no. Very important. It will really boost your catch rate.
0: Pascal, save us from Chris's insanity. Please tell us what you've been playing.
3: <laughs> so after what cat <laughs> farts Pokemon and Go, by any chance?
0: <laughs> no.
3: It's on to uh, It's on to um, compile Heart Death End request. Speaking
4: oh. <laughs> of stinkers, blah, blah, blah. Wah,
0: wah, wah, wah. Well, actually, Death End isn't bad. You know, you haven't
3: oh, played so it. I was gonna say you've already uh, played it because I, I think I think you would probably enjoy it.
0: I I have put like no time into it. Do you even have it? Yeah.
3: Oh. Yeah. No. To be honest. Um, Games it's, just show you know, up in my house, of, apparently. Oh, so sorry, it's go ahead, Pascal. My apologies. To, <laughs> to, I guess hate on, but um, there there are quite a few things about Death End that I quite liked. Um, and still...
1: Okay, hate. can you give me a premise for Death End? I'm sorry, I, I'm not yeah. really remembering which um, one this well, is. You're so, a guy
0: who works in video game development, and you used to have a best friend... But then they disappeared, and then it turns out that they're stuck in the game that you developed together.
1: So it's like Dot Hack, but more personal
0: responsibility. Yes. The problem is, is um, in the game, there's only a one percent chance of ever achieving the true ending, and the true ending is what your friend needs to get out of the game. Well, why did you program it like that? Because it sounded like a good idea at the time.
1: Why did you program the ability for people to get stuck in your game?
0: Look, that wasn't part of the game. Oh. That was an accident.
1: Okay. So, sorry. what do you do? What's your gameplay loop here?
0: Carry on, uh, Pascal. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Is this
1: you? a this is an RPG, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's, um, but it's it's probably more than fifty percent visual novel, oh, like okay. seventy five or more.
1: So, what do you do during um, the non visual novel parts?
3: Um. So, okay. Um. That's actually the part that had me praising the sun when I finished it yesterday because the actual gameplay, um, I feel like gets old really quickly the, the, the gameplay is just, um, kind of traditional, like, third person dungeon crawling fight monsters um, but the combat system, I don't know, there's just several things about it that didn't click with me at all, I don't, I don't think I really understood how to use it well or maybe there is no way to use it well um, you end up, so I don't, I don't really know where to start because you already, like, you, you summarize like kind of what the, the plot is about, and that really is the highlight of the game. I mean, if you're going to play it, that's really the only reason why it would, would be oh, recommended. This because it's like a YouTube so game. so combat
0: is sort of weird <laughs> well, because you have plugins that you need to apply, and the plugins define the genre of your combat, so you can do like, uh, what is it, oh, first person cool. shooter, and slots, and like traditional that's... RPG. Oh, that is so, a cool
3: idea, but those are only um, usable in certain situations. Yeah. Um, that's a, no, a really neat idea. If if it had been, I think maybe implemented, I don't know, a little bit more consistently, and <laughs> like you can actually turn your uh, your game into a, a 2D fighter at one at, at various <laughs> points. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. Yep. With, that's one of the last ones, or maybe the last one. no, no, actually there's another one you get beyond. So they're all plot um,
1: related. It's not like you really get to choose.
0: Well, and you yeah, you that's the problem is, is you just
3: get them in a certain order and at certain times. Well, and so, the problem
0: is is you can't permanently transform your combat into like these these modes. Right. It's always gonna be RPG and then you can sometimes change it.
3: Oh. So all of that is is relying on one thing. When you whenever you enter a battle, um, the combat arena, which is like a circular field, and I'll I'll talk more about that in a second. But it's littered with what the game calls bugs, which are these uh, little um, spots all um, just scattered all over the arena floor. And if you step on them, they um, they damage you in some way. Well, they have various effects, but that's kind of the the, the overriding thing. They they cause damage. But um, oh, and um, that's if you step on them. Now, conversely, you can also use your own physical attacks to knock enemies into them. And the point is to reduce the amount of um, bugs in the arena, so the amount of these uh, these spaces, by down to 50%. There's a little meter in the corner of the screen that tells you uh, what percentage of bugs are remaining in that during that battle. And if you get it down to 50% or less, then you have access to several... Um, special attacks and special um abilities and one of them is the ability to transform your your game into um like I said the a two D fighter or uh I'm trying to think of what some of the other ones were there's one that um kinda gives you a top down perspective and you act like um like the the white ball on a, a billiards table and you knock the enemy what? around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there's like six great. Or seven different so it 's a really like really cool idea right um, the one of the other things you can do instead of doing that you can summon any of the bosses that you 've defeated because once you 've beaten a boss, they become like giant summonable um, allies that stay on the battlefield but um but all of these things are just uh, temporary abilities that that last you know maybe a few turns or a few moments, and so you try to use them as best as you can to do damage and then at some point they expire, and then you're back to your party' just on the field with the enemy and there's um, a new <laughs> a new array of bugs all over the floor and then you kind of start over but um so those are things i I generally just took advantage of in 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 boss battles um most of the regular encounters you can just use your own your party's um, special attacks and regular attacks and uh, like I said knock the enemy around. And one of the the things that ends up being a really good strategy is that if you um bump enemies into the arena um the border like the um the outside wall, there's like an invisible wall surrounding it that also damages them, so they can bounce off of it and if you do it well enough, you can bounce enemies off of each other and off of the the wall surrounding the arena and cause damage that way so all of that sounds pretty good, yeah um but about i guess halfway through the game or at the very least like the last good third of the game the um enemy hit points just skyrocket to ridiculous levels and it just it it isn't fun anymore no matter what what abilities you have in battle just cease to to really be like a draw to want to do combat um luckily you you can usually run around enemies and so i did just avoid almost every single regular encounter for like like the last third of the game. Um and what this that's...
1: feels like Fairy Fencer F all of a sudden.
6: I, I must say I'm shocked well, that a compile Home? heart game isn't isn't balanced well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kell uh, surprise. Of
3: course, so of course any of this could also be maybe I'm not figuring something out that would have made the combat easier to manage Uh, that's that's a possibility i i think i'm not playing it right to begin with because um i've looked up now that i've beaten it i've went online and just kind of looked up some other people's um like thoughts about it and i've noticed that the suggested time that i saw online to finish the game was 15 to 20 hours and when i finished it and remember this is with me skipping a large chunk of possible battles i could have gotten into i finished it at 39 hours and 40 minutes Hmm. So I really don't know um, what I'm doing wrong. Doing, yeah. <laughs> um, well, now that I've finished it, I also know that it's possible to swap characters in battle. There's You have a, a total uh, of up to six, six different party members, but only three go into battle with you. And... Um, yeah, apparently you can swap them, but I didn't find that out until after I'd finished the game. Yeah,
1: but remember when that happened to me, Anna, in Dark Fairy Fencer? Like, oh yeah, by the way, you could use all those characters from before. Like, what? <laughs> they didn't
6: tell me that.
3: Like, yeah, you can do that. Like, yeah. Uh, thinking back on several like boss battles, that would have made a big difference and made some battles that I struggled with um, a lot easier. So I know I'm not playing it 100 percent like to its 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 best um, gameplay ability. However, um, all of that is kind of like more or less the negative. So the visual novel aspects are pretty enjoyable for most of the way through, and the story goes—I uh, mean, also not surprisingly—but to some really crazy places. Um, when you're not playing the, so it's a it's a harem game. The entire like party and the cast inside the uh, the MMO in the game is made up of of all girls in well outfits you can probably. Um, you can probably guess for yourself how they're dressed for combat.
6: Once again, shocked in a Compile Heart game.
3: Right. Um, but then there's the other side of the game, which is you do get to leave the game world, the the in-game game world, and go to what's quote unquote the real world, and that's where you play. Like Anna said, the uh the actual the male programmer that's kind of I guess the protagonist of the game or one of them anyway, and he has to um, investigate in the real world. Um things that are related to why is his friend um imprisoned in their MMO that they developed. How did that come to be? What's behind it all? Like what's the the you know what's the conspiracy behind it? And it goes to some some really interesting and dark places. Um it there's very graphic violence being described, um, and, and once or twice shown on screen, and then there's voice acting for um, about half of it, so you spend a lot of the time in the visual novel sections, like, listening to a lot of panting and screaming and moaning and... Eh,
1: it... um, wait, <laughs> that sounds like it turned into a different sort of game.
3: Uh, well, it it did, but more in the, like, um, you, you know, you really get to see the the cast suffer, and oh, okay. that kind of wears you down a little bit after a while, unless you you're used to that because i mean there's other games that are the same um yeah so it just just the last you know the last bit i was kind of ready for it to be over even the story just <laughs> it, it lost its its way towards the end but it started off really strong and there's like very well this very um interesting visual novel fans will probably enjoy quite a bit i would think and so I remember when I started, uh, you know, I, I did say to Anne, I think that you would like it.
0: Yeah, I, I want to play it. I plan to play it.
3: I definitely don't hate it. Um, it doesn't do a great job of teaching you everything you need to know, I think, to, to play it well.
4: Sounds like it would have been better served as just a visual novel without the combat. Oh, well,
1: the story sounds like it gets old.
3: Yeah, the mm-hmm. combat was definitely not the highlight. Oh, and there's um so there's also multiple um multiple endings. Oh, of course so, there are.
1: So you need to play new game plus plus plus.
3: I did start a new game plus today and played it till I think about chapter 2. Um and there's something like eight more endings to get and multiple I guess you know bonus areas but the the story up until you get back to the end is exactly the same so the new game plus really just involves skipping all of the hours and hours and hours of text and just doing the the combat sections and I don't think that that's going to be something I'll I'll stick with hmm Hopefully I didn't gloss over it too much. I um, don't think you did. There'll <laughs> be a review soon.
0: I, I want to hear about the other thing that you've been playing. Because I've been thinking about picking this up. Yeah. But again, I got the plushie. The plushie's so cute. The,
3: is it the wolf or the prince? It is. It's the wolf. Yeah. All right. So, so the blind the, wolf
1: and the uh, blind prince or whatever?
0: Yeah, the liar princess and oh. the blind prince.
3: Yeah, the liar the prince in the wardrobe or yeah, something yeah the like liar that. the
0: prince in the wardrobe yep 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 so it. i love this story set up because the idea is is the wolf is out on a cliff and she's singing and the prince hears her sing and uh basically sneaks up on her and surprises her and so she swats him and accidentally blinds him and because he's a prince and he's now not a, a perfect specimen they lock him away in the dungeon
1: Is that what yeah, England it, does with is their that as princes? As far as you know it,
0: that—that's the extent of the story that I know. Ah, okay. So it's so, I, so it's sort of like a uh, an exploration game, but it's like a
3: eco in reverse. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one, but it's more it's more puzzle oriented rather than um, exploration. Okay. It's um, so it's what what you said is true, and basically the wolf feels guilty that she inadvertently um, hurt the prince because he was, he was, um, he loved her singing. And so he wasn't trying to harm her. So what she does is she goes to the, the witch of the forest and basically it copies the little mermaid wholesale. (laughs) She, she asks the witch for help to, um, to restore the prince's eyesight. And the, the witch says, "Um, sure, bring him to me. So the wolf has to get him out of the castle where he's being held now and, and escort him through the forest. So the entire game is basically an escort mission. But the uh, the wolf, in wolf form, is unable to do that. So the witch grants her the ability to change into the princess. And um, in exchange for that, the wolf has to give up her singing voice. I mean, it, it can't be any more Little Mermaid than that. <laughs> so she can still talk, she just can't sing. That's That's about the only difference, I think. Yeah, and then um, all of that, and as well as the wolf getting the prince out, all of that happens in the the prologue to the game. So the actual game isn't getting the prince out of the castle. It's you already have the prince, and you have to walk the blind prince through the the forest. And along the way, there's there are some enemies that you can fight only in wolf form, um, but the majority of it is based around um, like light puzzle solving. It's it's fairly easy for the most part. And just getting to the end of each each level, um, get past the obstacles. The prince can't see, so you have to. If you want him to do anything or move, you have to hold his hand, and you do that by walking up to him, and pushing, um, pushing the square button. I can't. Well, square on PlayStation. I'm not sure if it's out for anything else. And um, uh, that's and uh, that's about it. If if you if the the wolf steps into moonlight. She changes back and Oh, excuse me. If the princess steps into moonlight, the moonlight will turn her back into wolf form. And and she's trying to not let the prince know that she's really the wolf. The prince does not know who's who's rescuing him.
1: Have you finished it, oh.
3: Pascal? Yes.
1: Do you, do you think the story is good throughout?
3: Actually, the story was kind of... I mean, it sounds like a good setup, but mm-hmm. they... It kind of went nowhere for a while there's a few made like two or three um like narrative events that you encounter on your way through the forest and they kind of left me a little uninterested um but the ending of it the ending of the game is well i mean it's a it's a fairy tale and it's maybe not it's not a cute and cuddly ending but um it's satisfying i think and the whole game is short enough to where it, that could that could still appeal. The gameplay itself is okay, not very not very challenging. Um, so if you don't mind an escort mission with, uh, I guess I guess a cute story at the end, then that's a that's a good game.
1: Cool. All right. And Kelly is your cat playing with a cord.
4: No, no, I was repositioning oh, okay. in my chair. <laughs> I was just wondering if Fly that was back. the cat. <laughs> no, they're both asleep.
1: Oh,
0: So Josh, hey, both.
1: you have like 27 cats.
4: Well, like there's three of them in
6: the room now and they're all asleep. Oh.
0: So Josh, you've also been playing more Compile Hard Fun.
6: I- I've been playing more, but I hadn't been making any progress. Well, <laughs> or having not? any fun. <laughs>
0: Tell us about Aggressor Mariage.
6: Yeah,
1: have you like still I've been, been pasting um, softcore porn in our staff channel? Yep.
5: Do oh, <laughs> so I have to put well, up more more interpretive I photos? Gotten anywhere. <laughs> no, Chris. Um, no.
1: Did you not like Stop. my photo, Anna? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought the staff loved that photo. <clears throat>
6: there, there, there is a photo in the game that is almost identical to that, Chris. Yes! But I decided not to post it. Oh, you
1: should have.
5: <laughs>
6: Go figure. There's something involving bananas with the girls that happens.
5: Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So maybe let's skip the mariage. What else have you been playing? (laughs) Oh,
6: man. Like, um, uh, I also picked up uh, Anthem.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Why? Why? After that beta, why? (laughs) Did you have to know?
6: Someone has to review it. Oh, boy.
0: So, huh. we, what I've been talking Anthem? to Glenn, <laughs> and Glenn says the release is already somewhat better than the beta was. Glenn likes
1: everything, Anna.
0: He doesn't, though. Mm.
6: It, it's definitely, I, I haven't gotten to play that much. I just got it yesterday, and this morning I was going to play some more, and there was like a 11 gigabyte Giant patch. Giant patch. So, that kind of got in the way of playing, you know, some this morning. All right, so we um, talked it, about
1: the beta being buggy and uninteresting. What yeah. what have you found the main release to be? Uh, less
6: buggy, but still not that much more interesting. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Ooh, <laughs> ouch.
6: No, I mean, part of that is that, you know, I played the alpha and then the beta, so I still haven't gotten to any content that I haven't oh, seen before in one uh... of the other two. Because I've only played like three hours or so. So it's all stuff that the introductory tutorial mission was in the alpha. And then now we're on to the beta, you know, now I'm into the beta stuff. Like the, it, it's weird. It's like the anti-Bioware game <laughs> because it's the, the actual gameplay is interesting. You know, having a, a Iron Man suit and just flying around and doing that kind of stuff is fun. And the rest of the combat's Okay. But it's hard to really give a flying flip about the world.
0: (laughs) So what um, javelin do you use? Is that the right Uh, term?
6: Yeah, I think that's what they're called. Um, Like this time, when you actually get the game, you get to, after those first couple of tutorial missions, you get to pick which javelin you want. So I swapped from, I don't even remember what it's called, the base one they give you at the start of the game, the one we played with in the... Beta and swapped over to the Colossus one, where it's like Ooh. the big one. Oh, well, so all you're Fatty
0: McFattykins now?
6: Fatty McFattykins. Yeah, exactly. we no, like, I've seen if it. I've seen, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's huge.
0: I'm not wrong.
6: I know. The, the only problem is, is that like. You're way slower than everyone else, and you can't fly as far as everyone else can. Can you before even your, fly? Uh, you can before okay. your before your uh, engine overheats. So there's been a couple of times where it seems like the like the next checkpoint in the mission is too far for my character to get to. <laughs> <So> everyone else <laughs> flies off and leaves me. And oh, I it's okay. Like they teleport you there, half, right? Yeah, I have to like stop halfway through and you know let my uh, engine cool down and then you know pick back up and uh get going you are leaving the
1: mission area josh
6: oh yeah that kicks in oh geez that happened one of the missions i mean that was it like everyone else had already started Mm -hmm. the mission and it just popped me in and as soon as i popped in it's like you're outside the mission zone we're gonna you (laughs) know like (laughs) work you back i'm like i just started At at least at least it, you know, usually does a good job of zapping you along. But there's not a lot of you're just killing stuff. There's not a lot of uh, it looks pretty. It does look pretty. And and some of the flying is cool. Yeah, the flying is cool. But like, even the tie end of the story is weird. Like you, like I did this mission, and it's all talking about like, oh, how you, this one freelancer, is going to go and uh, protect these scientists. And then, of course, the mission is four people randomly put together protecting it. I'm like, well, then why didn't you make this big point about it <laughs> just being me? Why didn't you say there was a group or something else? It was just weird. And you have to collect
1: balls, they... right? Oh, one oh, of those. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. the yeah.
6: ball collection. <laughs> Gone. You collect these giant beach balls, Anna. This is part of this game. <laughs> but you can only collect three at one time. Mm-hmm. Then you, you have to can go deposit them.
5: Three. Yeah.
1: What go- do
4: the beach balls do?
6: Nothing. They don't
1: know. They're just balls <laughs> that you have to put in a box or something. I
3: don't think makes it sound like it's the anti compile heart game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Did you, it's a reverse harem uh yeah did you does <laughs> the zach mcbrayer character get more lines and stuff is it funny or, yeah yeah
6: like like the voice acting when you have it is really good i'm just like i your, just care about kick. him
1: specifically in the bar that's the only character i care about in this game so far <laughs> i want to know if they I give him lots of funny stuff yet. or not oh okay I know, it's a long time to walk across that city, so you just gave up before you get to the bar? Oh,
6: no. Thankfully, in the main game, they have uh, changed it so you can sprint everywhere. Oh. Unfortunately, they haven't made it the default. I wish. Slightly what? It's like lope around the city. But at least you can sprint mm-hmm. around uh, Fort Tarsus. Okay. Yeah, it's, you walk really slowly inside <laughs> the fort. It feels like you're still in the uh, suit because <laughs> you're moving so slow. So yeah, real- It's like, realism, Josh.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there is a point where realism comes up against bad game design.
6: Yeah. There's just like, I want to get from down there where I start, you know, next to the, uh, oh, geez, I don't remember the names yet. The the guy who works on your uh, javelin suit. I want to get down from there up to what where the, the javelin waiting? suit actually is. And, you know, I don't want it to take two or three minutes. Oh.
4: I actually really hate it when people hide bad game design behind the moniker of realism.
0: That's yeah. annoying. And I mean, I think it's worth noting that I know we call it bad game design, but it's like there are games that walking makes sense. Like in 1979 Revolution, it occurred to me partway through the game that I couldn't dash. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, it absolutely makes sense that I can't dash in this game. I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, in games that you just want to point A to point B because you're going to be pointing to point Bing a lot. <laughs> that's just... Kind of thoughtless game design. Um, yeah.
4: When our dragon song comes to mind,
0: oh god, that
1: game. <laughs> uh, what about that game?
4: You lost hit points for using the dash button, but the default what? walk speed was slower what? than molasses.
0: What? <laughs> what? Yeah, that game had a lot of design choices. That this is made
4: the me is this the GBA why. one
1: or whatever? The DS or no, one. it was DS,
0: the first one? DS one. Yeah, I got farmed out to somebody. Yeah. I don't remember who. Ubisoft. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, I mean, um, let's not dwell on that. What else? Well, have you well been wait, playing, wait Josh,
6: Josh had a thing to say. No, nah, I was just gonna say like the the other thing is that the world, y- you know, like you're in this place on the edge of uh, the the story setup is strange. So you start the game, and you're this is like two years before the rest of the game takes place, and you're going and you're fighting this the The whole premise of Anthem is like that the gods have created this world and they left, and somehow they left behind the things they used to make the world, and it it creates like these huge all the monsters you have to fight, but also these huge storms that you have to. Are um, the humans native to this world or are they
1: colonists?
6: It, it gets even more complicated oh. once you actually start getting backstory, because like the humans used to be like like we're slaves to this other group that they fought off like oh there's lots of codex and backstory good right. good good times. as long as you there's know. codex oh yeah lots of codex but you know oh no you don't... mean
1: like you mean like picking it up in the environment and listening to it not like um going to the select no. menu and talking to colonel over the radio no
6: no it, it's going to the select menu and reading text oh boy yeah exciting Don't don't stay for too long, or you might be considered inactive in the the server.
1: (laughs) I'm reading the story. You've been removed from the group.
6: What that happened to me on (laughs) on the tutorial mission?
1: On the tutorial mission. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't even (sighs) playing
6: with anyone else. It still booted me from the server for inactivity.
3: Uh, How dare you read? Oh man! But you're still looking for game design over realism.
6: <laughs> so, you're so like you do this, you go on this mission, all the freelancers are going, they're all gung ho. They make this big point about how everybody loves the freelancers, you know, for protecting them you from are all a the terrible things. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The freelancers are the ones that ride, you know, they're in the mech suits. Okay. And so you go and you fight. And the whole thing is like your tutorial mission teaching you how to control everything, and then you lose. That's the whole point is that it's a a forced loss, and then it turns completely around. It's like warps two years later, and everybody hates the freelancers because of what happened at that battle. And I'm like – why they, they they lost? But I'm like, you know, I, I, there was, was always it, a, a risk
1: of losing. That's why it's a battle. <laughs> yeah,
6: exactly. I mean, it wasn't like we committed a massacre or anything. It was just like we, we Did, just was there be betrayal or no, no, oh, nothing. Okay. You just you, you fought these monsters and you couldn't fight them all off, and a okay. bunch of people died. And I'm like, why why does everyone hate us now? It it didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> They they just needed it to be you know I don't even know it's it's odd
1: emotions. (laughs) All right, how do you like multiple man?
6: Multiple man? Uh, You haven't gotten him yet. The guy who
1: splits into three.
6: That splits into three. No, did you not do
1: the beta missions at all?
6: I did. I no, because I kept running into the <laughs> stupid loading bugs. so I played further into this game than you have, oh, technically. Yeah, yeah, probably. You played more of the beta than I did. I I had huge I, I didn't do with any the of loading.
1: these intro things, but all right, anyway. Okay, cool. Sounds great. Yeah <laughs> Everyone run out and pick up Anthem.
3: <laughs> oh Bioware. I'm gonna put it out of the tutorial mission for reading the text. <laughs> yep. well, well, hold on. I want to capture the your okay. best hands, but... you can't you you can make to the you can't get to the next mission marker because your your suit is too fat,
6: yep <laughs> That is correct.
1: And, and if you, you walk and you can't even missions. bother walking around the city cause it takes too long and you get tired,
3: yeah, so you just. Sounds riveting.
1: So, what did uh, did you play anything else while waiting for your character to walk across the city in this game?
6: Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I got one good game that I've been playing. I've been playing the uh, the Switch port of Final Fantasy IX. Oh, Ooh. Anna, you like Nine, right?
0: I do. Yeah,
6: someone has to. Sorry. I've never played 9 before, <laughs> so this is the first time I've ever touched it. It's better than 7, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, because see, I played 7 and 8, and neither of those, like, I don't dislike those games, but neither neither of them really, you know, like, captured my imagination. Because you have good taste. And so, and so 9 was always one I just kind of, like, I, I think I also pretty quickly moved on from the PS1 to the PS2, so 9 kind of got tired like, of the pixelated wayside. Look. Chris, so... we're
4: not friends anymore.
3: <laughs> well, you're fired already, so who cares? <laughs> yeah.
6: So I've been playing. Hey, hey Kelly.
1: Yes? I'm one of the few people who's actually played Dirge of Cerberus.
4: Oh, so I have too?
1: With a mouse and keyboard.
4: Oh, well, you're Hooked more up to my than...
1: PS2. Oh, yeah.
4: You're Ooh. more
1: hardcore than I was. All right. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Josh.
6: No, no, it's fine. Um, so I've been playing nine, and I've been loving the heck out of that. After seven and eight, kind of just like not doing anything for me, nine has just been fantastic. I don't know. It is kind of weird that Square calls this like an HD. They're calling it. What, what do they say on the press stuff? Like it's HDified or something like that. They keep claiming that, and I don't know how much they've done. I know they touched up the character models for the main characters. They made the so bad that they ones look
0: prettier. Yeah,
6: they're they they're not HD though. They're not no. widescreen. It's it's got the bars on either side, and it still looks kind of muddled. Like you can you can tell it's not. It was low res to start with, <laughs> but like the game, it doesn't really bother me. But you notice it more on the when you're playing it on TV than when you play it just on the uh, Switch, and. The only other thing that's really strange is that there are some really bad load times, which I wasn't expecting for this game on the Switch. Like every time you um, you move to a new area and get into a random encounter, that first random encounter will take like 10 or 12 seconds to load in, where I guess it's like loading in the backgrounds. That's weird. Yeah, it is. It's really weird cuz you don't really get it the rest of the time. It's like it's just that first random encounter has this really long load time and then every random encounter after that's fine. It's, you know, it's not instantaneous, but it's close. But it's just really slow that very first time and it's really weird and noticeable. But, you know, there there's a handful of stuff that Still, kind of shows up that shows its age. I mean, the ridiculous camera effects before every single random encounter, where it has to pan around and do all the crazy stuff like this. Oh my gosh! Of...
1: <laughs> you mean what the it's trying to mask Fantasy. the load time of the disc is what it's doing?
6: Yeah, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, you're still stuck with that, even though we're on Switch. Yeah, yeah. No way to. You try no to
3: hand at um, Tetram? Go ahead.
6: Oh no! Oh, the card game. Yeah. What
1: just the hell am I supposed already...
6: to be doing? Do I mean? don't understand
3: that. It's the same
1: game. as every other time this game shows up. Have you not played Final Fantasy fourteen and nine and
6: eight? No. Okay.
3: Well, you better figure it out soon. Yeah, you Uh-oh. do need
1: to figure it out.
6: Uh oh oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like plot. I just assumed it was like a uh you know, the usual thing where you needed to get like the ultimate weapons, but it's actually well, there's important. That
1: too. For the plot. Yeah.
4: I forgot. Did you have to win the card game to proceed,
0: or did you just have to play it?
1: Anna, do you remember? I think you just have to play it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't remember a ton about the Final Fantasy Nine card game. So.
1: It's. I it's just a, remember payment, Tournament, being, right? I
0: yeah. much preferred Chocobo Hot and Cold. Rick. Oh,
3: well, I, I love Chocobo Hot. Oh and yeah, that's that in that
0: there too. That was fun. Dee 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 dee. Okay.
1: We're just singing the chocobo music now. Yes. All right, cool.
6: Sadly, I learned more about the card game from listening to podcasts than I did from the game itself, where it's like it's got numbers, but they're also hexadecimal on the cards to actually determine their value.
4: Yeah, that's the thing.
6: Yeah, so that 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 was why I was confused to start with. I, I understand at least a little bit more now what's going on. <laughs> but the game's great. I'm I'm like, uh, where am I at? To Lindbaum
0: Oh, Lindblum. Yes.
6: Lindblum. Okay. Yeah, I've gotten to there. So
1: there's
0: like He's, so much new equipment.
1: Have you gotten the mm-hmm. licky tongue or the rat girl yet?
6: He's
0: talking uh, about Fina. Just,
6: just met. Just met Fina. Oh, okay.
4: You'll have to tell us what your opinion is of Rat River Dancing,
6: because that was a River thing. Dancing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good lord! <laughs> this would have been right about that time, wouldn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, that—that's an influence to take. <laughs> <laughs> now I got something to look forward to.
0: <laughs> All right. Is that everything you've been playing?
6: Yeah, that's everything.
0: Uh. Is there anybody that hasn't gone? I didn't go. Well, you've been playing Diablo 3.
2: Yeah, that's true. I didn't go.
0: Okay. Alex has much more interesting games than you.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, we already mentioned the Kingdom Hearts 3 completion. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, okay Yeah, I wasn't like, I've finally been able to get into God Eater 3 a bit.
0: Yay! How's that? How's that?
2: It's God Eater 3. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like God Eater
1: 1 or God Eater 2? They were
2: kind of the same.
1: I I, (laughs) I I got the impression that people didn't like the story as much in 2, or the. I don't know. That they were tired uh, of it. No? Okay. I'll just let you talk. I I wasn't.
2: I was fine with both (laughs) of them. I enjoyed both of them. I mean, yeah, God to 3 is pretty much a lot of the same formula. It's racing so it's monster hunter esque in that you're sort of going out on missions to go and take take down specific large beasts. Usually get um it's usually you and three other AI characters so you can also play it co op online and so forth. I mean I'm enjoying it but it is a bit by the numbers a by the numbers sequel. It's, I think there's no real connection between the two, especially well, between uh, God to 3 and the previous games, especially as like God to 3 more so than the previous two games as it's set sort of some years after God Eater 2, so there's no real connection. I think there's been some disaster that has actually changed who is currently in charge of the world. So you used to have um, Fenrir, I think was the organisation you were part of, there's now an organization called Gleitner so yeah, it's just a bit of a bit all by the numbers really I mean it's enjoyable. it's got all the same a lot of all the same stuff in the previous two games was this and, the first one developed like with console in mind I
6: think the they first... they ported the other two, but
2: yeah, it's the first one that was yeah developed. Console, I think it's for PS4. Yeah.
6: So, is it like, so does that improve things that is not, you know, stuck on the Vita
2: anymore? I wouldn't say it does because there's not really that much that's different. I mean, the Vita, the Pantel versions were always like pretty impressive for what they were and they were nice and flowing, they were nice and quick. Yeah. So, there's not really much sort of improvement in what it can do. And what's done on that side of things, I mean, it's not—it's not—it's not tried to be like a massive step forward, like Monster Hunter World was.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So I mean, yeah, you still got—you still got very similar battle lay, layouts and sizes. You might just have a lot more interesting stuff in the background, but aside from have, that, it's much the same. Yeah, it hasn't changed the core
6: gameplay much. Yeah. Nah.
2: Yeah, there's a few few extra things, like you can do some sort of, there's some extra link things you can do with the characters you're with that give extra bonuses. And there's a couple more weapon types. But other than that, again, it's, yeah, much the same, which is enjoyable, but not overly nothing that's going to impress anyone who's not already into the series, I don't think.
6: Much the same, not like like not like Monster Hunter World to bring new people in.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think it might be something sort of, if they're sort of interested in a Monster Hunter-like game, it might do enough to bring them in. But yeah, it's still not. It's probably not going to be of massive interest to anyone who's not ready up for it. Yeah,
4: I've always been curious about it because of the characters showing up in Project Cross Zone just haven't had time to get into it. I think I've got, like, the PSP one sitting around somewhere.
2: Yeah, I think those were the characters from the first game. I think they appear in the second game, but they're not major ones, but they're, yeah. They're from the first game, I think, those ones. Ah. Yeah, I mean, the the characters are interesting enough. The storyline hasn't really picked up yet. There are some certain threads that look Somewhat interesting, but are also sort of a bit rehashed from previous games so far. Just because you get a young girl who's clearly related to the Aragami in some way, which is basically a plot point from the, or sort of the major plot point from the first game, so.
0: (laughs) You're also playing a game that I want to hear about, because I want to know what system you're playing it on.
2: Switch. Switch. Yay, more. Yeah, I'm playing Steins Gate Elite. That's I should probably mention the name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> more time travel with microwaves. Yep.
2: Cool. I'm making gel ban. Gel bananas. Okay. That happens if you put bananas in the microwave. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, they turn into gel. Okay. <laughs> Look, she just wants to reheat her chicken nuggets.
1: Steinsgate fans are weird.
2: Steinsgate <laughs> is awesome.:
0: And it's very important that your watch doesn't get broken.: Okay. If it breaks, you're in trouble.
2: Somebody: does. But uh, yeah, I think I've probably said before how much now good Steinsgate is, so. It's it's... so is this the same game again, or is this a sequel?: it is, um, the, it is the main Steinsgate game. So yeah, it's not a sequel or anything. It's it's a remake, basically. But it
0: follows yeah. the Elite story.
1: Oh, goodness.
2: There's no, there's no Elite story. It follows the game. The Elite bit is referring to the fact that it uses the animation from the anime series.
0: Well, wait. So this doesn't follow the Steingate Elite anime?
2: There isn't, a there isn't an Elite anime. There's
0: no, there. but they remade the anime. No, they didn't. There was... Hang on.
6: They, they, they oh. did an anime of the sequel. Is
0: oh. that what you're thinking of? Yeah, that's Steins Gate Zero. That's, World, a... that's the World War Three stuff, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, that's what I was thinking of.
2: Yeah, no, that, was a diff, that was a different visual novel, at least. Yes. Before, which is sort of a sequel, but also sort of not. All
0: right, so here's my question then. Because I have Steingate and Steingate Zero. From Josh, yep. should I play both of those and then play this one?
2: You can play. You play either. I think play either Steinsgate or Steinsgate Elite. You don't need to play both.
0: And then play zero.
2: And then play zero afterwards. Zero is better done afterwards. Uh, okay.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: Wait, yeah.
1: why wouldn't I think... you just play Elite? <laughs> I'm so confused.
0: Because I have to buy it.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah, be, that would, that would be a
0: bad boy. Yeah. But here's the thing is, if I buy the Switch version, I get the eight bit Chibi Adventure. If I buy the PS four version, I get
6: what? what was the other one? Yeah. That is so annoying.
0: Fenogram. Yes. So they're both sort of add on stories, but they're unique to each console. Oh,
1: they'll be its DLC eventually, I bet.
0: Probably. Mm,
6: maybe. Maybe they want to try and get the hardcore fans to buy both. Mm. Ugh. Mm.
0: <laughs> I mean, pretty much everyone I know that bought one version actually bought both, so mm. they're succeeding.
2: Yeah. yeah. Phenogram sounds like the more interesting thing, because I know that's actual side content stuff. I can't remember if but, but it's not on the Switch, that, and Anna only yeah. wants to
1: play the Switch. Hashtag team yeah, That's
2: the issue. All
0: right. Is that everything everybody's been playing?
2: Yeah, much. I think I probably wanted to mention that the Steins Elite it's it's pretty much directly related, directly a port of the visual novel stuff. So it doesn't really take that much away. I mean, there might be some of the extra descriptions of like the setting and stuff that it gets taken away, but other than that, it's just basically straight out of the visual novel stuff. So. There's not too much added, not too much taken away. It's all the just graphical stuff using animation, which it's not. F- it's not fully the animation from the anime because they've actually sort of made some changes to it because obviously with a visual novel you don't want all the characters moving around at once, right? And talking, so they've actually sort of they've almost de-animated some of it just to make huh. it easier to follow what's who's talking, what's going on, and so forth. Gotcha. And yes, I think they repeat quite a bit of it, just when they're talking. So,
0: so we've been playing lots of stuff.
2: Yep, except me.
0: You're boring. I am. You need to play more things. I downloaded
1: a bunch of things onto my Switch after that direct. Okay. But we should just talk about
0: the direct. Yes, you know? it's time mm-hmm. for the news.
4: So Nintendo's getting a large chunk of my money in June and July. Well,
0: hang on. It's time for the
1: news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first thing that we have
0: to discuss is the breaking news. Uh-oh. Yes. Reggie so, Fees Anime. Yes, Reggie fils May is retiring. Boo. So that's that's the bad news. The good news? Yeah. Doug Bowser's taking over. Bowser's taking So, how long till
6: the year of Bowser?
0: <laughs> well, he starts April the year 15th. Of <laughs> so, soon. <laughs> so, it was great. Before we did the podcast this morning, we were watching the um, 2004 um, E3, press E3 conference, conference. Yeah. where they announced the Nintendo DS. And it's funny because he, um, <laughs> he comes out. He's like, He was fairly new. It was the first conference he was doing, and he comes out and he says, "Oh gosh, what does he say?"
1: I'm here to kick ass and make games, or and a lot of games. I don't know, something like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It's like I'm here to kick ass and I'm here to show games, and games are awesome. It's like did did a guy from Nintendo just swear? And it's funny, because he's talked about that since, and it turns out he actually really hates swearing, and he didn't want to do that, and they kind of made him. (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta admit, guys,
4: I I got a little (sighs) choked up when uh, I watched his goodbye video. He did such
0: a lovely goodbye video. And it's cool, because in his office, um, all of the stuff behind him or at least most of the stuff behind him is stuff that fans have given him. Mm. So if you look really closely, there's like a custom made Reggie Amiibo behind him. It's very cute. Oh, I didn't even notice that.
4: Was it custom made from like one of the Mii fighters?
0: No, it was, you know what? I don't know how it was made. I just know it was made like by a fan and sent to him and they never found out if he had it until like this video.
4: Okay.
0: I'll have to check that out. Yep. So, we we are coming up to Bowser taking over Nintendo. And no, he did not change his name just for the position.
1: I bet you he did.
0: He really didn't.
1: It's too convenient.
0: Um, The other thing that I found interesting is when I dealt with Nintendo, Pierre was Gollin and Harris. Apparently now it's just Gollin.
1: Oh, is Harris gone? I guess so. I didn't know that.
0: (laughs) So goodbye, Reggie. We appreciate the Reginator. Bye, Reggie. My body wasn't ready.
4: Uh, I I just, I always loved how much he embraced the memes about him and just how cool he seemed to be with everything. he stood
0: there wiggling his bum and tapping on his watch. And if he didn't think that was going to be a gif, then he's crazy. (laughs)
4: and it also made me sad because my favorite video with him was the one with him and mike morheim and now both of them are gone
0: Mm. all right
1: conspiracy theory they're off to start their own new company
4: (laughs) oh yes let's get that rumor started
1: yes
0: i mean they're both like 60 it was time for them to retire anyways
1: you don't retire at 60 in america
0: You do when you lead a multi-million dollar company. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, Reggie... By the time
1: it's time for me to retire, I won't be able to retire because there will be no retirement age anymore. Yay! Yay. Let's go to Canada.
0: (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) All right. So, as mentioned... That's where Reggie's going. there, There was a Nintendo Direct this week.
1: And it, and it was huge
0: the nintendo direct had so much rpg news it was fabulous
1: so what did they announce
0: well um as as mentioned in our now playing final fantasy 9 is out now for the switch It also came out on the xbox one um and then they also dated two new things for the nintendo switch um and i guess the xbox one um chocobo's mystery dungeon everybody
1: You've been waiting Yay. for this. I can't
0: I'm wait so for this. I'm so excited for this because I played the Wii version at like one of our run to the sun where we went to the Square Enix office and played this. And I'm so excited because there's hats and saddles and everything's really cute. And I like the dungeon crawling aspects and work, work, work and chirp, chirp, chirp. And somehow I just never played this.
1: What? Mystery Dungeon?
0: The, the Final Fantasy. So this is based off of the Wii game, Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo's Dungeon. Right.
1: You yeah, never played I, it. I, played I just
0: somehow didn't play it.
1: I don't know if I played it.
0: You did? Well, it, wait, did you or Mistiana play it? Somebody played sure. it and then they promised that they would send it to me and they never did. So if you don't own it, it's Mistiana.
1: Well, I mean, if they promised and never did it, that's probably Mistiana. Oh, Diana. Chris. And, am I wrong? <laughs>
0: no. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So, yes, um, this is a remake of the Wii game. And we have a date March 20th, 2019 for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Okay. Um, really why does he have a guy. saddle
1: if nobody rides him?
0: Because that's his equipment that determines his class.
1: Helmet, yep. hat,
0: and helmet and saddle.
1: So can he multi-class?
0: No. Well, no, but he uh,
1: color coordinate. He
4: can have multiple yeah. jobs, and I think the saddle is just his armor, but basically what protects him
1: from stuff. If see, somebody I, attacks I him from game the game, front instead H- of on game. top. Come on. Sure. All right. Fine.
0: I'm going to be playing this, when? and it's less than a month. March twentieth, March twentieth, okay. March twentieth. Um, also, if you want to play Final Fantasy um, seven, the like OG Final Fantasy seven Ugh, on Nintendo Switch no. or Xbox One, uh, March twenty sixth, and it includes uh, those like semi upgrades that the PC version has. The Final Fantasy nine has. Cetera, How about Final
1: Fantasy eight? Uh no. Why not?
0: Not no, not that one.
6: No, not that one. <laughs> no, not that one.
0: But what about Final <laughs> Fantasy eight? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of theory crafting as to why not funnel Fantasy 8. They lost the we, source code, didn't they? That seems to be the most likely presumption. Well, no one the is, PC version. No one is willing to say that out loud. I mean, yeah. the, the PC version is kind of like wrapped in an emulator. Yeah. 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 Anyways, um, they they showed off Dragon Quest XI S.
1: Mm-hmm. D- oh, sorry. Uh, can't hum that music. No, it's, no, Chris. We're no, going to get sorry. a copyright strike. Copyright. Yep.
0: So this is Anna, Echoes of an Elusive Age I'm Definitive very Edition.
1: I'm very upset. Because you know it's going have upset? orchestrated music they in it? They put the orchestrated music in it, which they wouldn't <laughs> even acknowledge existed before. And it's only in the Switch version, and you can choose which one you want, and they're going to have dual languages, which both of which were...
0: So, it's worth noting that the reason that there wasn't Japanese voice acting in the PS4 version is because there wasn't Japanese voice acting in the PS4 version. No. The (laughs) first version to get... The first version of Dragon Quest XI to get voice acting was the English version. Okay.
1: But... Okay. So... The Switch version took longer, so they can add all these goodies. So, how about some love back ported to the PS4 version? They're Where's that announcement?
0: <sighs> yes, in interviews that means they they're said
1: planning it then, and it's just going to come out after the Switch launch. Maybe, and they won't so, yeah, announce it. The ahead of time. Switch.
0: Version, the Definitive Edition, has new character specific stories, new battles options, a fully orchestrated field and battle music, and the ability to switch between the HD and the 16 bit visuals, which were previously only available in the 3DS version of the game.
1: Oh, yeah, they added the 8 bit visuals yep. from the bad version of the game into this supposedly good version of the game.
4: Oh, that's <sighs> what sold me on this remake because I was like, okay, I'm not spending enough $60. On this, and then they say the switch to 2D visuals. I'm like, well, I'm sold.
1: <laughs> I am um, not paying sixty bucks to play this again. It's so. I'm long. paying sixty
0: bucks to play this.
1: Oh right, but I, I
5: don't Heck know that you, I'm going to play again. I was it again. waiting
0: for the switch version. Yeah. Um. So we don't have a release date for it beyond fall. So yeah, that probably means we'll get a one release in Japan, date. Even. Well, it probably means we'll get a release date at E3. Hopefully. I mean, it's going to be their center PC3 game. It, it's They have nothing else as big as this.
1: Oh, come on. They'll announce something. They'll show a 15-second clip.
0: They have the Tokyo <sighs> RPG, which we'll talk about later. They've
1: got a 14 expansion.
0: They have Dragon Quest Builders 2.
1: Yeah. Yay. Well, that'll be out by then.
0: Nope. Um, nope. PS4, Nintendo Switch, July 12th. Gosh, Square Enix,
1: why do you have such boring E3s? Like Even with good games in it, you manage to have a boring E3. There's nothing exciting or new.
0: (sighs) Sorry for your loss. They'll have
1: a giant thing on the floor where you can fight some boss from 14. That'll be neat. But they've done it a billion years now. And they'll have some stations where you can play Builders 2 and Dragon Quest Switch.
0: They'll give out a shirt for donating blood and like 10% of the people will pass out.
1: Wait, Square Enix did that?
0: Yeah, a couple years ago. I don't
1: remember that.
0: Yeah, I think it was two years ago. That's awesome. Where if you donated blood... Um, They would give you a t-shirt, but they weren't screening people really well. Oh, no.
1: No, Anna. No way. Were people doing it twice?
0: No. They just, they weren't in general screening people really well. Like, one of the things, and I don't know if the American Red Cross is different, but like, if you go to the Canadian Blood uh, Red Cross and donate blood, the first question that they ask you is, have you eaten today?
1: They do ask you that, but then they point you to a table with snacks and say, if you haven't, you should probably go eat and come back before donating. Mm Mm-hmm. They pointed out.
0: Apparently they weren't asking that at E3. They
1: had a fi- they had a medical company doing it then. All right. Ugh.
0: So Her yeah, even- don't donate blood. Yeah, one of my VIPs passed out.
1: <laughs> don't donate blood during a convention. You need yeah. your blood during the convention.
0: Yeah, she came by the booth and like, "You, you look so an good." She's like, day. "I uh, I passed out." I'm like, you, you're supposed you to what? take
1: it easy on a blood donation day. <laughs> Not be it a 20,000 <laughs> 20, strong person. Comp- How many people are there
0: in one day? Oh, I don't know. 50,000? It's hard to say because the number they gave us, the total, the total for the convention. Exactly. Yeah. And they <sighs> don't right. distinguish re-entries and yeah, it's a mess. Um, anyways, they also announced Dragon Quest Builders 2, which we knew was coming because it was on their financial report for 2019.
1: Well, we've seen um, it announced before. N-
0: no, that was the only time we'd heard of it. This is the official announcement. And we were wondering if it was on the Nintendo report like that, because it's being published by Nintendo on the Switch, whether it was going to be Switch exclusive. Hey, but no, it you turns out. are at me. I don't, I don't understand. Turns what did out I do? that it's going to be both PS4 and Switch on July 12th. Oh. Oh. So I can't wait for this. Which version are you going to get? Online multiplayer, Switch. New features like bigger structures, water manipulation, and to like.
1: And uh, building stuff tall. if you played the first game, you get the throne and the costume yes. Yes. and what else?
4: yeah you need a save file okay Anna, you need to play the first game
0: yeah, I do It's, it's really good i do i I, I, I let me know if you see it on sale for the switch, and I'll pick it up okay. Um, also, like I mentioned, uh, there's a new, t- new Tokyo RPG factory that got announced. Um, so these are the people that made I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere. <sighs> um, and they announced their new title Oninaki. Okay.
6: This one's an action RPG. Yes.
0: So much like I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere, it's coming to PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch. Um, this summer, um, both worldwide, Uh, Oninaki is about a guy named Kagachi, who is a watcher, um, and basically a watcher severs the connections between the world and those who linger in it after death. Doesn't that sound like Valkyrie Profile? A little little bit. bit. Okay, just making sure
6: but it has kind of like Zelda element where you can swap back and forth between like the real world and the, you know, the dark world. Can
1: yeah. you understand the story in this?
0: Well, uh, and the the thing is, is Valkyrie Profile is about collecting people in death. And this is about um, collecting people that are like died, but stuck to the world. And you're like taking them totally out of the world so that they can reincarnate.
4: Yeah, that, that sounds very Valkyrie Profile.
0: Yes, but where's Ragnarok?
4: Uh, right. This one looked in, a lot more interesting. I skipped over Dark, spe- dark Sphere just because of La how boring I was Lost
5: sphere.
4: Er, yeah. sphere, sorry. Just because of how boring I am Sitsuna was.
3: Yeah, I think... I feel like Lost Sphere did address some of that and improve.
0: I have it. I need to play it. I'm
4: waiting for a sale.
0: My, th- my in-laws found a boxed copy that was being sold at a local store, even though it was the PAL version. <laughs> what? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. So like
0: <laughs> Nebraska Furniture Mart somehow got a hold of like a lot of copy PAL release physical copies. Oh, so it,
6: these were new, not used.
0: Yeah, totally new. Um wow. And so... Because, I mean, the game is physical in North America, but it's exclusive to the Square Enix store. That was like 50 bucks. Yeah, whereas in Europe, it's a wide release to retail. So, yeah, I just thought that was fascinating. I opened it up, I'm like, pal, cool, where'd you find this? And she's like, what do you mean it's a pal? (laughs) Yeah, um, my mother accidentally bought me a pal version
4: of... uh, as your what was that game? Azure your blue or, huh? The one, the one with the two girls from Gust.
3: Oh, was it Blue uh, Reflection?
4: No, I'm Not blanking that. on it now.
6: There, there's a lot of games from Gust with girls in it.
4: Yeah, the, the the one with the two girls in the relationship. Oh,
6: Nights of Azure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Of
0: Nights Thanks. of Azure. That's it.
4: I completely blanked on that. My mom accidentally bought me a PAL
0: copy of that for Christmas well, one year because she didn't know. I mean, it's PS4 and Switch, so both of those are region-free. So it's kind yeah. of irrelevant.
4: I know. It's just, it was just funny <laughs> seeing a Peggy, Peggy logo on that and having to explain it.
0: That's funny. All right. Um... Next to come up in the Switch is um, Platinum Games. Turns out we we figured out why they weren't working on Granblue anymore. They're instead working on Astral Chain, which is an action RPG. Um, the game is going to be Switch exclusive, and it's coming out August 30th, 2019. Um, it is being directed um, by Takahisa Taura who was the game designer behind Nier Automata. And the title is also being supervised by the Bayonetta creator Hideki Kamiya. And so you are in control of a guy and a girl that is part of a police special forces unit. And you are you live in this like big multicultural futuristic city um, where you have weapons that kind of live on you called Legion. So after the Direct came out, um, they put up the website, and the website had more information. So the cult so the city that they live in is called the Ark. Um, and so Ark used to be a happy, peaceful city, except then some extra dimensional gates opened up and all of these aliens started pouring out of them and attacking people. Um, So the task force Neuron was assembled, and Neuron um, relies on these weapons that live on you called the Legion. And so you. um, So the boy and the girl, it turns out, are twins. And you kind of control both at the same time. Um, Like, you're always playing those two characters, but you primarily control one. And you choose, I think at the start of the game they said, whether you're going to play as the boy or the girl.
4: Okay. I thought you'd be able to swap between them on the fly. Yeah, and so
0: the information that they gave and the the demo, like the scissor reel that they showed... um, does vary a little bit. So I'm kind of looking forward to hearing more information about this.
4: Yeah, it it piqued my curiosity. That game looked crazy.
0: I don't think it's the kind of game for me, but I'm excited to see more information about it. Um, And of course the game that made everybody on staff super excited, um, tons and tons and tons of more details about Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Uh, Most importantly, it is coming to Nintendo Switch on July 26, 2019. Um, There will be both a standard physical edition as well as a Seasons of Warfare collector's edition, which has a physical copy of the game, a steelbook case, a soundtrack selection CD, so not all the tracks, which is kind of a bummer, a hardcore art book and a 2020 desk calendar. And that thing sold out quickly. Yeah, it basically sold out as it was put up pretty yeah. much everywhere. Um, we also I... got a ton more details. And I'm not going to go into them here because we have a new feature that went up um, this week called Speculating. And this is one is Speculating About Fire Emblem Three Heroes, where um, Josh and Cassandra, Strawberry Eggs, our resident Fire Emblem fanatic, um, basically break down everything that was in the trailer, things that we saw, things that we didn't see, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, some predictions and some hot takes. And so, yeah, um, new tons of new screenshots, um, a whole new trailer, um, a detailed overview in the Nintendo Direct, lots and lots of think pieces on this. So, so much information about Fire Emblem Three Houses. I can't wait to play this. Me too. So I, I might have to email Kit and beg him for a coat. Look, I got him into the Natsume party. He owes me. Way to pull those strings. <laughs> I'm I proud have no of idea you. If he's going to send me a coat. I should probably hit up Krista instead. Um, Hey, uh, Deltarune, which is like a sort of sequel Spirit to Undertale? Demo.
6: Is it a demo to the sequel how, how would you categorize it? right
0: so here's I the deal the is
6: that,
2: that was released is basically chapter one yeah
0: yeah so delta rune is an episodic game um and so they released delta rune chapter one for pc and then surprise doggo arrives on the nintendo switch on february 28 2019 um future chapters will also be available for purchase on the nintendo switch So um, Deltarune puts players in the control of Chris, along with uh, his classmate Susie, is transported to the Dark World, um, where they are told that they are destined to restore the Dark World's balance. I think they also said later that the uh, first chapter is coming to PS4, too. Yes. So that is in the works with no date. So you can play Deltarune now on PC, on Switch starting February 28th, or on PS4 later. Um, And then this kind of piqued my interest because um, there was sort of an interesting... I do want to call it split Marvelous. There was sort of an interesting reshuffling at Marvelous where Hashimoto-san, who was in charge of the Rune Factory series and a couple different uh, Bokobono games um, split off into his own subsidiary under Marvelous. And so his company made Dragon Marked for Death and that went okay. Although the relationship with Marvelous was a little shaky during that time. And then, out of kind of nowhere, um, they announced during the Nintendo Direct Rune Factory 4S Special. Um, and that is a an, a, an upmake of the 3DS game onto the Nintendo Switch. Um, and it's going to have new difficulty modes um, and new post-marriage scenes and... Um, some bug fixes, and I really need to know if they're going to correct the way that the second and third story arc um, trigger. Because if they fix those, I am totally into the game. Was um, there issues? Yeah, there's a the, so the way that it works is the first uh, you you start in the first story arc, and then the second story arc has a percentage chance of triggering, and then the third story arc also has a percentage chance of triggering, and it is okay. much lower. I yeah. see.
6: And that there, doesn't sound fun
0: it's not so i got the second story arc to trigger fairly quickly but i gave up on trying to get the third story arc to actually start and so i actually never totally finished the 3ds game which is kind of a bummer because i liked it up until that point and then i got very frustrated
4: because i have four in my um 3DS game is a complete pile, and now I'm wondering if I should just wait for the
0: Switch port or I, not waste I my money. Yeah. wait for the Switch port, and particularly to see if they're going to correct that particular thing. I mean, they're putting so much more content into the, um, the into the back half of the game. So, like, I th- when you can get married is a little complicated, but I think the simplest answer is at least not before you start the second story arc. I don't remember okay. the exact requirements. I'd have to like go to Fogu or something like that to double check it. Um, I married my butler. He was very nice. I like him. He's very sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I totally put off getting married until like Wade at the end. Um, and they also, so they don't have a release date for this uh, outside of Japan. Japan, it's like April, the end of April. Um, and the rest of the world, I think XSEED announced fall. So again, it's probably something that will get a release date. Around E3. I'm hoping, anyways. Um, And then they also reconfirmed that uh, Rune Factory 5 is in development. So, Rune Factory 5 has a release date in Japan of 2020, so we're going to get it in 2022.
4: And to think I always thought 4 was going to be the last one.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, this is sort of really interesting to me because the only person left at Marvelous that was involved in any of the previous games is just Hashimoto san. Like, they're, when Neverland went bankrupt, um, Marvelous brought on some of the staff um, to finish um, Lord of Magna, uh, Made in Heaven, and then they all kind of left. So th- this is a, a a new game in the series really being made by a completely new staff. So I'm kind of curious to see where they're going to go with it. We shall see. I'm I'm definitely interested in four, particularly if they fix the uh, the story arc um, problems. And then at the end, oh, this came out of like nowhere. Can
6: I say that when this came up in the direct, I, I swear I thought it was a 3DO game that they were re-releasing. <laughs>
0: Well, it was funny because it's like you know this video starts and it's like this big storm and there's a little boat in the water and there's lightning flashing and then you see sort of like a guy in a green hat and a tunic and I'm like Zelda, and then it zooms in on him and he's yanking on the lines in his ship and the lightning's cracking I'm like, is this a Zelda game? And then whoo, pan up to the mountain with the egg on top. Da 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 da. The Legend of Zelda's Link
4: Awakening. I'm like what? The the second that I realized that it was Link on the ship, I'm like, yep, Link's Awakening remake. And apparently this made a lot of people, like, cry tears of joy, including myself and including my husband.
0: So, I played only a tiny amount of Link's Awakening DX. Um, It was a game that I rented and never purchased. And then I never downloaded it for the 3DS, and I don't remember why. So, yeah... The and so this is the, this should not be a spoiler at this point. Link's Awakening is a game that takes place inside of a dream, and so yeah. it's cool because there is two really distinct art styles in the game. So while you are inside the dream in the remake, it's like this claymation animation. It looks amazing. I love two D's older games. I can't wait for this. I'm going to be really curious if they keep just the
4: two-button gameplay or if they're going to devote, like, a run button and a lift
0: button. Um, So, they... This is going to be playable at E3. Okay. So, at that point, we will know. I don't think we'll know much more before that. So, and the only release date we have for this right now is 2019. So... Hashtag hype for me. I, I'm also
4: curious if 2D, there's going to be Amiibo support.
0: 2D Zelda games. Yay. 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 yay, yay. Um, So I think that was everything in the Nintendo Direct.
4: Um, you forgot to mention the Zoom Zoom game that you are excited about. <laughs> and you got very Canadian on Twitter about it.
0: <laughs> Look, okay. They they announced a new Zoom Zoom game, which are like these little squishy plushies of disney stuff um and i i've played the match three game um that that's um that's out on like ios and it's fine they're real plushies they're super collectible they're super cute and i was like oh sum mini game collection okay whatever and then they showed curling and i'm like oh this does name look? oh i'm buying that game now and then i made fun of you because that's
4: the most canadian thing i think you've ever done oh yeah um
0: they did announce some some non-rpg things um the thing that kind of blew my mind was tetris battle royale and that's really interesting
4: The thing that blew my mind was Mario Maker 2. Yeah, they
0: they opened the show with that, so that was like, ooh. So that got leaked. Sorry. In December.
4: So if if we can do Mario Maker on the Switch, then that gives me hope for a uh, Etrian Odyssey on the Switch.
0: Yeah. I agree. I'm looking forward to Etrian Odyssey on the Switch. Alright, so I think that was the end of the Nintendo Direct. Doug Bowser! Did you guys hear that? Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. just is, is he
4: still ch- crowing
0: about Doug Bowser? Yes.
1: Bowser's taking over!
0: All right. Um, so, in non-Nintendo Direct news, um, Starbreeze Studios has announced that it will no longer be publishing System Shock Three, um, and the what? publishing rights I have reverted back to developer Other Side Entertainment. Oh, um, while Starbreeze expects to be reimbursed their costs.
6: Yeah, that doesn't
0: sound like a
2: Starbreeze Star fr- is in trouble. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah That's not an article on game, I think last month before they announced this sort of thing.
0: They were how out Star of money.
2: Well, how Starbucks was sort of, yeah, gone backwards after its sort of previous lies. So, yeah.
1: Yep. I'm confused. Like, why are they going to get money back?
0: Because they, when, they, when they acquired the rights to publish System Shock 3 a couple of years ago, they announced that they were co-financing the project. Mm. Now that they're pulling out, they want their money back.
1: I don't think that's how that works.
0: I don't think so either. But hey, uh, pf, more power to them, or they're going to close. Um, hey, we got some really weird news. Uh, happy Valentine's Day! Dragon Quest and Nino Cooney franchises are both getting films. Weird. So, we, Dragon. We, shouldn't,
6: we so should I... note that the Nino Cooney movie doesn't have anything to do with Studio Ghibli.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, getting there. I'm getting there. Hang on. Okay, sorry. So, the first one that was announced was Dragon Quest: Your Story. Um, which is a movie based on My Dragon Quest V. is by
1: Studio Hand Gimli.
0: of the he- Heavenly Bride. Mm. Um, and that will be a joint project between Warner Brothers and Level 5.
2: Okay. No, that's Nina Cunni. Oh,
0: sorry. No, right. Sorry. Um, we don't know who's making Dragon Quest your story. Oh. Nino Kuni is the joint project between Warner Brothers and Level 5. Um, and the movie, both movies are expected to hit Japan next summer. No, this summer. Wow, these moved fast. You
1: need to get your stories straight in. Uh,
0: Yes. Um, Yeah, and we have a a big gallery of screenshots for the Nino Kuni movie, so feel free to check those out.
2: All books, those screenshots. Sorry. Look, I deal in video
0: games, not movies. (laughs) They're screenshots. Um, Sword and Fairy 6. Um, is arriving for PlayStation Four in North America, Europe, and Asia. There was a Sword and Fairy one through five.
6: Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like a big, it's a big uh, series, and I think it's made by a Taiwanese developer. Okay. This game is actually already out on Steam. I, I went and looked, and yeah, I actually already own it. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it a while back and haven't gotten around to playing it. But I was can, gonna.
4: I was going to say, did you have Phantom Game Syndrome where you have a game in your Steam library and you have no idea how you obtained it?
6: This one I remember. I remember a couple of people on Twitter who I followed talking positively about it. Like it's, it, okay. it's supposed to be like a really beloved game in Taiwan and China because it plays a lot on Chinese lore. You know, mythology and lore, but... Yeah, Sword and Fairy 6
0: is based on Chinese mythology, featuring a fusion of real-time and turn-based combat with adaptive difficulty options. The game is voiced in Mandarin Chinese, with text in English, traditional Chinese, and simplified Chinese. Um, Sword and Fairy 6 is the eighth entry in the Sword and Fairy series, beginning in 1995. This version was originally released um, in China and Taiwan for PC in 2015. That's interesting. I don't I don't think this is my kind of game, but more power to more game selection. <laughs> um, the Final Fantasy 15 episode Arden um, is got a release date. Uh, March 26, sixth, twenty nineteen. I'm not even gonna read the story because we have a giant warning at the top that says, Please note spoilers. the following details and media contain major spoilers for Final Fantasy fifteen. So I'm going to click and close that. If you're interested, go ahead and check out the story. Um Path of Exile
2: Synthesis. Yeah. Uh, I should also mention the novel that they announced for The Final DLC that got cancelled. Yep. So
1: oh, they turned it into a
2: novel?
0: They are go- yep. it sounds oh. like they're gonna turn it into a novel, yeah. Surprise.
6: Because why not?
0: <laughs> because they already have most of it planned. It's just a matter of turning the GDD into something that's readable.
1: Anna just dropped some development terms.
0: <laughs> Game design document. Mm. Um, yeah. So Path of Exile Synthesis um, is uh, is this the new expansion for Path of Exile? Yeah.
2: Is new expansion slash challenge league? Okay. She's sort of interchangeable.
0: Okay. Um, this makes no sense unless you play the game.
1: Yeah, you'll oh, no. be able to condense that. <laughs> oh, go ahead and read some of it. Let's see if I can interpret it.
0: Synthesis is geared towards giving players more control over two major elements, world arenas and items. Okay.
1: I know what items are.
0: Synthesis is designed as a (laughs) moderately story-focused expansion and is geared around a new NPC named Kavas. Okay. Kavas has forgotten his past, (gasps) though he clearly played a important role in the world of Raycrest's history. Mm-hmm. Players are tasked with helping him restore his memories by encountering and stabilizing his memory fragments.
1: Oh, so fights. Got it. Kay. You fight his memory.
0: That's, that's the end of that. There is so much detail about that expansion. So if you're interested bad. in Path of X, it gets way more intense later oh, into the story, okay. Chris. Right. So if you're interested <laughs> in Path of X, I'll check it out. I'm sure it makes way more sense to you than it does to me as someone who's never played the game. All right. Um, Van Breeze, Cold Soul. Is coming to PC and Mac as well as consoles. Um, so if you're interested in playing this on PC and Mac, it will launch April 25th, 2019. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch versions are slated for Q3 2019. You are put in the role of Avilia Lyrk, bearer of the Ether Brace. Oh, you're just making stuff up. only human capable of entering the cursed city of Ice
1: What? Was any of that an.
0: What? <laughs> you play someone who has an ether brace oh is
1: that like the calls I get on my cell phone all the time hello you've been approved for your medical care brace medical grade brace press one to be connected to someone who can get set you up with your free medical grade medical grade brace no (laughs) no I get those all the time
0: I my favorite calls are please do not hang up (laughs) At which point, you know, uh, you up. should hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So the idea is, is um, your Ether Brace lets you take other party members into into the city with you um, par- and party members are recruited across five races and ten character classes. You have crafting, um, forking, decision making trees, strategic battles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's so a trailer. You have
1: a, you have a lot of forking decisions to make.
0: There's a trailer. trailer and the the main character has um uh two different colored eyes
1: oh he's heterochromia heterochromia yes they
0: have heterochromia so yeah check that out if you're interested in pc games or stay tuned for us to release more news about it on consoles hey hey this made like half my twitter explode darkest dungeons 2 got announced oh
1: wow Okay, I didn't know this. Yep. I didn't read the news before the show today.
5: <laughs> yep. Bad so podcaster.
0: All, yeah. we, all we got was a really short teaser trailer, but there's a whole bunch of details that people have picked out. Is like... this
1: one going to be easier? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> so I shouldn't play it either. <laughs>
0: so um, the the things that people noticed is um, all six classes from the first game seem to be returning. Um there is a snowy location that has a
1: <gasps> a um, snowy location. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, the whole thing about Darkest Dungeon is you're inside of this um, manor house and you can't get out, right? right. Well, so, no,
1: you you constantly get out. It's people die and go crazy, and you have to recruit new ones. And yeah, I don't know.
0: But the whole thing takes place inside yeah, of yeah, the manor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. has things outside of the manor. <gasps> it's a very snowy. Place it's upset our of the cat. Manor. It's so interesting. Yep. Um, so narrator Wayne June is back, um, same sound designers, um, they plan to enhance the game's combat system and overhaul the structure of the metagame. Um, they wanted to go into early access as soon as possible. Um, so right now they are just planning for PC. I'll just make
1: the damn game and then put it out when it's done. Sorry. But that doesn't I'm get a little anti-early access right now.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, here's our quick and dirty editorial block. We have an adventure corner for a trio of games. Arcade Spirits, which is a visual novel. Soma, which is a, how do I describe it's Soma? It's a horror
3: movie novel. Yeah. describe describe Soma. Or yeah. Thriller. I think I, did I talk about it last time?
0: You may oh. have in the past.
3: Yeah. Is this the one where thriller. there's no one there except Sa- you? Uh... Science fiction, Thriller. Yeah. I won't, I can't say anything else.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, we also have an adventure corner for 1979 Revolution Black Friday, which led to me playing it. and Hopefully it leads to you playing it. We have reviews for Kingdom Hearts 3, Slay the Spire, and Heroes Trials. And then, as I mentioned previously, our Oh, first... I was
1: really hoping for Kingdom Hearts 3 colon Slay the Spire. I want to <laughs> know how that worked.
0: Anyways, um, we have our first speculation. Is Slay the Spire any column. good?
1: I need to know. Is Slay the Spire any good?
0: How about you read the review? Oh, but what's it say? How about you read the review? All right. I just want to know.
2: The review says yes, it's good. Okay, thank you.
0: (laughs) We decided to kind of cherry pick our briefs, and then I forgot to open the brief stories. So Ah, there we go. All right. Um, Warhammer Chaos Bane is set for um, June.
1: Okay, we watched the video for this, and it looks like Gauntlet.
0: It's Gauntlet. It's got a wizard and a warrior and a barbarian and an archer, and all someone needs to do is be hungry for a sandwich, and we're set.
1: They need food very badly.
0: Yes. So check that out when it launches on June 4th. It's going to have some beta phases before then. So if you're interested, check it out. Element Space is now out on PC. We've talked about this a couple times. Um, This follows uh, Captain uh, Python, who leads a squad through an intergalactic conflict with turn-based combat system using ranged and melee weapons. Um, Zanky Zero! Good news, bad news. Um... It, it it got delayed for PS four and PC to march nineteenth, twenty nineteen and but it sounds like there is going to be a switch version that got accidentally leaked, so hmm. if you're not interested from March. Huh? Sorry.
2: From, march.
0: from March to April from March nineteenth to April 9th. So if you're interested in picking this up, it will be on PS4 and PC April 9th. Or if you want to go with the crazy rumors that are floating around, maybe there will be a Switch version coming in the near future. Um, Moonlighter has a huge new um, free update called Friends and Foe, which has new familiars, new mini-bosses, modifications to a whole ton of dialogue, um, warnings and UI changes related to the banker, a new item sort option, um, and all sorts of Just good quality of life tweets. So, if you've been putting off playing Moonlighter, now is the time to do so. Do we have that on Switch yet? Yeah, I have a physical copy of this.
5: Oh,
0: I got it for six dollars, and I'll tell you the story about it later. Um, we have more Atelier Lulua details. Most importantly, we have a release date May 21st in North America, May 24th in Europe. Um, and there's like a big collector's edition if you want to buy it. And then, um, Pixel Noir. Is hitting early access um, starting the first week of April. Game so, looks cool. Yes, um, we. I'm sure we will have coverage of this um, pretty much as soon as it goes live. So, stay tuned for that. Woo! Feedback. Feedback. We got so much feedback this week. So, yes. We we asked kind of kind of a silly question. What old game would you love to see new DLC Anna, for? And
1: even Lucifer gave us feedback this week.
0: Yeah. So I, I tweeted about this and, and here are some of the answers. Uh, Power Lord says he wants a DLC for RPG Cast called RPG Cats.
1: No, that's not DLC. No,
0: um, the
1: podcast is DLC.
0: L- Lucifer answered and he says not Fable.
1: Not Fable. Not Fable. Anything but Fable.
0: Um, JRP George um, says that he wants uh, the new stuff that's coming to Dragon Quest Eleven to be a DLC for Dragon Quest Eleven on PS4. Okay. And then JRPGT Actually, says... I want that too. Fable, please. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got lots of comments about it on, on the podcast story itself. Subudai so uh, says, does Witcher 3 count as old enough? Yes. Um, I doubt I would ever not purchase anything Witcher at this point. We, we need a DLC that is just Ger- uh, Geralt relaxing in the bathtub. I would pay for that. <laughs> uh Platinum 3 that's Matt uh from our staff. Uh can we get a second DLC for Fantasy Life? Yes. The the first Fantasy Life DLC was fabulous. Um and and going back to that's what he says. the level 5 um, game from a couple yeah, years from, ago. Yeah, from on the 3DS. Yeah. That once you became Yeah. Once you finish the game, there was even more DLC, new classes. So uh, Maddie says uh, the first one that that was worth every penny with so much more content, a whole new level of each job for me to happily grind away to contain. If not, a proper Fantasy Life 2 wouldn't be a horrible compromise. There is a Fantasy Life 2, but it's a cell phone game. Mm. So bad news, good news. Uh, Featherhoof says oh, That was just Z- mostly bad news Featherhoof <laughs> says Xenogears I would love a DLC That finishes the game And turns the light novel Of the second disc Into a real game Ah Sing uh, Victar says I would shell out $20 right now For the promise Of a second DLC campaign For Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle Since I greatly enjoyed The Donkey Kong DLC campaign
1: I want Mario Maker DLC
0: but if I love a game enough to pay oh, for the sorry. DLC, we then I'd rather <laughs> buy a true sequel. It's beyond frustrating when DLC becomes near impossible to legally acquire in just a handful of years. See Dragon Quest XI. Yeah, that's true.
1: So buy the physical Switch vi- no, edition. No, not eleven.
0: Huh?
2: IX, not
1: XI. Nine. DQ Nine.
0: Oop. Did I yeah. say eleven? So I meant you're nine. About
1: the DS one that you can't yeah. get any of that stuff. Yeah, the
0: anymore. 3DS one's shut down now. Yeah. Um, oh. Strawberry eggs. I would totally want another scramble DLC map for Fire Emblem Awakening. The scramble max maps, maps are goofy scenarios which have multiple conversations between characters that are like uh, tail skits. The conversations would be between many or married characters and but, focus on their relationship. The Maps are so hard. And or how they feel about their future slash parallel universe children. Perhaps yet another map can focus on conversations between parents and their children the future past dlc sort of does that between children and their parents but the kids are from yet another parallel universe and not from the one you recruit the kids
1: Oh, for goodness sake fire emblem stop it
0: and then i think this is a text message
1: uh from wolf yes yeah.
0: mr wolf texts us and says i really want more expansion from bravely second which appears to be an unpopular opinion on the cast no i like bravely second i didn't play it i think bravely second fixes everything that pissed me off about brave uh bravely default i thought that's what octopath was supposed to do um octopath does it well but i still like bravely second if you're gonna ask me which of the games do i prefer between bravely second and octopath traveler i'd say bravely second what do you prefer josh that's an unpopular opinion what do you
6: prefer I never played the Bravely games. I didn't like Octopath that much. Oh, perfect.
0: Ooh, That's what I want to hear. Now there's drama. <laughs> uh, hang on, I need to pull up the site. Um, all right, and he also says... Oh, oh, right, right. Um, also, do you recommend some Nexus to someone who has never played an Etrian Odyssey game? Yes. yes. But. But. Here's my caveat. F-O-E, if you F-O-E. want to play... To play all of the good Etrian Odyssey games, I would play four Nexus Untold One, Untold Two,
1: and end with Nexus.
0: No, oh. four Nexus Untold One, Untold Two. Why? Because Nexus. Because the Untold One and Two games have mechanics that aren't in the ne- uh, that aren't in the Nexus game. Yeah, and that don't add or decrease your enjoyment of nexus okay but i would play four before i played nexus
1: okay that's um, understandable
0: because there are a lot of evolutions from four into nexus sure now i also played um untold one and two before i played four so yeah. it I, that particular order would, that's is not, not definitive. true
1: you played four before one and two because it came out before one and two.
0: Yes, but I didn't play four because I didn't like the series. No, it you took played the...
1: four. We were playing at the same time. No,
0: eh? we didn't. Yeah, I played Untold at least Untold one before I went back and played Untold, or er, b- before I went back and played four because I didn't like the series. The thing that really got me into Etrian Odyssey was the Untold games because they had real stories to them.
1: Are you saying I played four by myself? Yeah, just imagined you playing it. Yeah, as well? totally.
0: I did play it after you did because okay. I had to keep stealing your 3DS to play it because right. it was digital only. Right, Or at right. least we had it digitally
1: Yeah, alright, fair enough. Cool. Um,
4: 4 was like well, the first one in the main series that like really had a decent story. Yeah. Though 3 of the original DS trilogy had a pretty good story too. I
1: still don't understand why you're putting the one untold 1 and 2 at the end there, Anna.
0: Because they're good? And but. they stand up, and they don't have to come after, before Oh, you Nexus. can play them whenever, though, then? Yes. Oh, okay. So, I'm sorry. I, I answered his very question poorly. Yes, I would recommend Nexus to someone who has never played an Etrian Oz game.
1: Stop trying to play all the games. Play Nexus. It's good. It's out now. If you want to save money, play one of those other ones you mentioned that are cheaper. Yes. There
0: you go. Thank you. That's a much better sum- summation. Uh, PPA, uh, oh, Um. should I What talk about this part? what it says it really isn't for the cast oh then don't
1: do that okay i didn't read it i bet i'm gonna read it now off screen
0: i'll let you read it while well, i remind people how to send in feedback um lots of ways um, go to rpgamer.com, find the thread for the latest podcast listen to it slap down your feedback Um, You can email us, podcast at rpgamer.com. Email me. I'm so tired of erectile dysfunction spam. Oh, yeah, you can answer that.
1: (laughs) He wants to know how people become uh, staff members.
0: All right. So let me finish. You can call or text us like Mr. Wolf does.
1: 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098.
0: You can hang out with like two dozen other people. Um, Some of them are really quiet, though. Um, On twitch.tv slash rpgamer every Saturday morning that we record. There's another place you can hang out with everybody. Hmm?
1: There's another place you can hang out with everybody.
0: Discord! Mm -hmm. And to find it... How do you get to the Discord? um, Isn't
1: rpgamer.com slash Discord? Yeah, that will send you there. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, Mr. Wolf also will ask us, um, how can someone become a staff member on the site? and the question that's very easy you go to rpgamer.com you hover your mouse over about rpgamer or you you tap on it with your finger and then you go down to job openings and it's rpgamer.com slash about dash rpgamer slash job keep in mind these
1: jobs do not pay Yes. We just so use we it are, as an easy way to understand.
0: <laughs> we are an entirely volunteer-run site. We appreciate that people take time out of their day-to-day lives. We're for minimal reward um, to keep our site awesome Um, We would not be the site that we are without the people who are willing to dedicate the time to it. (laughs) Um, And we understand that that's not for everybody because some people can't justify spending that amount of time without any reward. Now, we do do some cool things um, for our staff. We do do some cool things for our staff. And there's no poop involved. Um, For example, every month we have um, an Employee of the Month. And if you win Employee of the Month, we buy you a video game. What's up, Kelly? Kelly?
4: could you also say that they pay an in, in exposure and in experience oh, for no writing? Oh
0: no! Yeah, totally. Yeah, we've now hey, there no. are Jason people. Schreier. Myself, Jason
1: Schreier from Kotaku used to write for RPG. Yeah, so
0: there are people, myself included, that have used their experience and time at RPG Gamer to leverage paid jobs within the video game industry (laughs) so i mean there is that that's cool but we can't guarantee (laughs) i'm I'm
4: just saying that you know any experience is good experience and just because you're not getting paid with money doesn't mean that you're not getting paid in experience
1: right so i need you to pay me back what i paid you for that artwork because i think i've been getting a lot of exposure (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no we oh, yes. s- sincerely we do not position ourselves as paying you an exposure because we think that's kind of a crock do it because you love video games and you're willing to commit some of your spare time to it
4: i'm sorry Ugh. that was a bad comparison no, <laughs> that's. A, i love it i love
5: it
1: um you know we we are always we how are many people much... preposition you with that kelly do you get that all the time
4: um about once a year i'll oh. get somebody like on deviantart or whatever that's that's like, now, we, we know that you want money, but don't you just want to do this for the love of the artwork? And I always respond, well... Wasn't there a yeah, Sonic but-
0: guy that tried to I do that to a whole bunch more. of people? <laughs> yeah. He, he tried to get, like, some Sonic fanzine together, and he was like, I'll pay you an exposure. And everybody was like, no, dude. Anyways, um, we are all pretty much always hiring news and media um, folks because we, we people
1: realize oh this is hard and it takes a lot of time <laughs>
0: it, it takes significantly less time on the new site than oh, it yeah. did on the old site yeah. so, oh gosh yes yes, we, we have made things much easier for you and ourselves um, we are looking for certain columnists and editorialists although we usually have people start in news and then move on to those um, we're also considering a community and social media manager so if any of those things sound interesting what? to you that's your job yeah i can't do it as a job and do it for Gamer. oh okay
5: yeah
0: i i realize this is the whole reason why i stopped being the forum admin oh
5: okay
0: because i it is something that i love doing and i'm so happy that i've been able to to like turn that into a job but if i do it both as a job and as something that i do as a hobby it becomes kind of soul-sucking
4: Yeah, that's exactly why I don't do any writing for the site because my day job is writing.
1: (laughs) I was figuring you would just allocate hours for it out of your job. You're just not getting paid for those hours and that way it's still bounded so you don't do too much of it. Mm. You burn
4: out really fast doing it both or basically doing both things.
0: So anyways, those are the positions that we are always hiring for. Um, you know, we have some other stuff like uh, previewers and reviewers um, that we we may be accepting inquiries for Alex.
2: Yeah, but I mean, as you said, the uh, preferences that people start in news just as it's a lot easier to actually get people up to the speed of everything.
3: This is the perfect question on the cast where the entire cast was uh, fired at the beginning
5: yeah i mean There's we definitely lot. need people
0: because i just fired everybody right now. and i mean the interesting thing is is i think with the exception of kelly everybody and chris everybody on this cast started as a news writer and moved on to other things i did
1: media i didn't
0: really i didn't
1: exactly
3: Wait, oh interesting you other things
0: <laughs> i mean look you're the guy who accepts all of our packages that's that's an upgrade
3: Oh, you're in the mailroom, Pascal. My business card says guy. Guy. (laughs) RC Gamer Guy.
4: So when someone says, I know a
0: guy, that's you? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's
3: totally Pascal. Well, I'm waiting. I'm the guy, not a guy.
1: Yeah, the guy.
0: He's the guy.
1: Mighty guy. Guy.
0: Guy, guy. guy. All right, so what is our question of the week? Mm Oh, What class should I start in Diablo What RPG franchise would you like to see a movie of? Ooh. Ooh. What RPG franchise would you like to see made into a movie? Good job, Kelly. In the case of Final Fantasy, a better movie. (laughs) World of Warcraft. That's really... (laughs) World of
1: Warcraft. Yeah. Let's not pick ones that are movies.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. New releases.
1: I didn't find anything. Did I miss some stuff?
0: uh, I did it, Chris.
1: Oh, I was looking earlier. Uh I was.
0: So Alchemic Dungeons DX hits the switch. It's kind of RPG adjacent. Is it a Kemco game? It's a roguelike um, Deltarune, as we mentioned, hits the Switch this week, February 28th. Oh, yeah, 28th. Deltarune. Um, they have released a demo for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee on the Switch. i can
1: choose because I thought I downloaded Deltarune already.
0: No, you, you pre-ordered it.
1: Oh, okay. No, can I mean on the it? Switch. Yeah, you yeah. can preload it. Oh, I just can't start it. Correct.
0: Um, Death End Request came out while we were on break. Mm-hmm. Um, too bad Alice isn't here. Stellaris console editions hit PS4 and Xbox One. I bet she's
1: going to stick to PC.
0: Uh, Yakuza Kiwami launched on the PC this week, and then Anthem arrives for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then I put two in here just for you, Chris.
1: Uh oh. Click Where on the you? Steam link. Oh, um, one second. Let me do that.
0: While while he clicks on the Steam link, My Arctic Farm 2018. At the beginning of this game, all you own is an empty field, a few pennies, and a single penguin. You need to feed your penguin, take care of it, and improve its lifestyle. well fed with fishes, your penguin will lay eggs, which can then be sold to the shopkeeper.
1: No, don't sell your children! <laughs> don't, don't sell your don't children!
0: <laughs> okay, I was wondering if I was the only one that sounded horrifying, too.
1: Anna, what did you just send me a link to? All right, so this
0: game is cam called Cam
1: Girls Company Tycoon. Yes, yeah,
0: so it is available now to purchase in. No, it just says coming soon. In everywhere except North America. Mm-hmm. Now, it is a game in Chinese that has English subtitles, and you are t- controlling a company that has Cam Girls.
1: You're not doing any cam girling. It's just you're managing a company with cam girls, including ASMR cam girls. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See, now you're excited. I am. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to check that out, Uh, uh, hopefully you could, (laughs) you have to like change your country. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) No. You have to change your country
0: to like something that this game is actually available in.
1: Do they have it on their regular site or something? No, No.
0: this is like the only way to get it.
1: Windows XP or later. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We support unsupported operating systems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all the games um, that that I found that were RPG and RPG Jason this week. So yeah. I, I, I think that's our show. We're we ending on why a real highlight it on
4: the stream. Why? Twitch could ban you.
1: Switch could. No, For Twitch could.
4: For Have you seen
0: anything bad on it? There's there's nothing. Nobody here has presented that's a single PG-13. nipple.
1: No females have presented nipple.
0: This is my favorite part about this game. It's called Cam Girls Company Tycoon. Yeah, And and there's nothing inappropriate in it. There's nothing as
1: bad as Compile Heart Game. It's only inappropriate in concept.
0: Hey, Compile Heart Games have people that are 18 or older and it explicitly says so.
1: (laughs) We are all 18. (laughs) Okay, how are you? I'm fine. I just got out of preschool today. Oh, cool. Me too
4: man we just
0: crossed into creepy town all right i'm, <laughs> I'm ending saying, the show on they may this be artificially highlight inflating
1: note. those ages that's all
0: <laughs> so um thank you dale north for making our awesome
1: oh i don't think he wants to be associated music
0: with <laughs> thank you kelly for making our awesome artwork thank you alex thank you chris Thank yep. you, Kelly. Thank you, yep. Josh. Thank you, Pascal. I'm Anna Marie Privetier and uh, thanks, everybody. We'll be back uh, next week, whether you want us to be or not. Uh,
1: mostly not,
6: right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody.
6: Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. We love you. Bye. Mwah.